Okay, so here is a situation what I've been noticing and I've seen it. When when younger, the younger generation have children, mm -hmm. okay, versus like when my mother, you know, was raising us as children, mm -hmm. okay, you start crying. The first thing they want to know, why are you crying? Because the mother is checking. Right. Okay, I feed you, I change you, and all these different things, okay? They, they know what they did, that they know if the child is hungry. Right. So if the child is crying, it has to be a particular reason why that child is crying. So they want to know. Mm-hmm. What I find with the our generation in raising children, when the babies start to cry, what the mother do? Give food. Okay, put food in that baby mouth. You know, maybe mm -hmm. a chip or drink or something. The child is not hungry. Okay, so here is it now. What I've noticed over time period by looking at this situation mm -hmm. is an issue has developed. Okay. So this child, even mm -hmm. though we don't think that we are training these children, we are training yeah. them. So after a point, that child, when they get into maybe school, maybe especially high school, and they start having issues in mm -hmm. high school, okay? What they start to do now, every time they have an issue, what they do, they run to food. The fast food place or the chips or the different, the sodas and these different things. That's right. And so even into adulthood, you find the, the refrigerator, okay? The Burger King, the McDonald's and people, you know, saying, because, oh, I, I'm stressed. That's why I'm eating. The reality is if you look at the transition, mm -hmm. okay, it is what the parents taught that child without even thinking that they are teaching this child something. So right. Okay. So this child saying to themselves, now, when I cry, my mommy gave me food every time I cry. Okay, so when yeah. that child starts face issue now, they thought that this is an answer to their problem. Right, right. They've been trained that way. Okay, yeah. but exactly. They are being trained that way, but, but as a parent, you're not thinking that you are doing that. Let's go. Let's go. You are about to experience the uncensored conversations, stimulating wit, and the thought-provoking wisdom. Bold, raw, and uncut. Right now, on the Lance Curve Show. Welcome to another episode of the Brother Keston Show. You know it's Lance Curve over here in the corner, commandeering everything, and I just want to say what a wonderful last few days I've had. Wonderful life, wonderful feeling, vibrations. I got to thank Mrs. Skirt for being a wonderful wife that she is. And may I honor her with many years of servitude on the righteous level. Brother Keston, boy, I got a package deal of, a, of, a, of an in-law situation here. But it's beyond in-law because he's my brother, just like he's your brother. A phenomenal man who I respect and he inspires me on so many other levels. And we, we, we inspire each other in life, but... I have to say that he truly inspires me and helps me to raise my bar up even higher. And I'm just living really good right now. We're not going to speak about the worldly level, but we're speaking about just on a spiritual level. And yes, you know, I guess we got it going on. And there's nothing wrong with that because that's the reward that you get when you submit and you go through stuff and you learn the lessons and you become selfless and you don't approach things with ego. But today we're going to focus on... How early childhood family issues affect our adult life. And you know, we start out and we bounce around. So if you come in at the 
30 minute mark or we kind of on a, a different kind of issue it's all going to come back around to that so you know fret not this is going to be a heck of a ride get your wisdom caps on brother keston I'd hug you, but I'm across the room. <laughs> got to shake your hand again. Let me kiss my beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. I got to get an extra kiss in there. I kiss you every 15 minutes, right? Anyway, <laughs> we're vibing. And um, just welcome on in. And and Brother Keston, tell me what's on your heart. Tell us what's on your heart. And let's roll with the words. You know, again, it's good to be here with both of you. I always look forward to it. Man, my week can't yeah. finish fast enough to get. <laughs> when I see you come to the door, I'm like, yes. <laughs> you know, um, but there's many things that I've been um, contemplating on. Because like I said, you know, my time of uh, meditation, you know, in, in the evening or early in the morning is my time of meditation. And, and mm-hmm. when, I, when I meditate, these things come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, when we allow ourselves to really get the creator involved in our personal life. When you eat right, then your vibe's right. That's right. And so then all of the things that you need, the true wisdom come forth. That's right. You know, but we're we're gonna talk about, you know, family, you know, growing up and how we reach to the point that we reach in life. Mm-hmm. Because there's many struggles. And um one of the things that I've noticed over the years mm-hmm. with with children. Okay, because a lot of time parents say, well, I did my job. I raised my child well. But if you ask yourself the true question, how did I raise my child in the Mm -hmm. right way? Mm -hmm. I find something very um, peculiar because um, I look at people. Okay, you get to an adult state in life. Mm -hmm. And you find people... Okay, because you reach to this point where you stop growing. Most of us, maybe at between 19 and 20, 21 year old, we stop growing. Right. Okay, but <laughs> we stop growing this way, so we start growing this way. Right. And should that be the case? It really shouldn't be the case. Mm-hmm. You really should, your weight should maintain what your weight was like in high school. And I'm not saying everyone had a particular weight in high school. But most of us, right. we had a particular weight right. in high school. There was a few kids that were overweight in mm-hmm. high school, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. You always see that. Yeah. Because there is always exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. But I find as time goes by, then it's less and less people who maintain a particular weight. Yes. Okay, so here is the situation, what I've been noticing. And I've seen it. When, when younger, the younger generation have children, mm-hmm. okay, versus like, when my mother, you know, was raising us as children, mm-hmm. okay, you start crying. The first thing they want to know, why are you crying? Because the mother is checking. Right. Okay, I feed you, I change you, and all these different things, okay? They, they know what they did, that they know if the child is hungry. Right. So if the child is crying, it has to be a particular reason why that child is crying. So they want to know. Mm-hmm. What I find with the, our generation in raising children when the baby start to cry, what the mother do? Give food. Okay? Put food in that baby mouth. You know, maybe mm-hmm. a chip or drink or something. The child is not hungry. Okay? So here is it now. What I've noticed over time period by looking at this situation mm-hmm. is an issue has developed. Okay? 
So this child, even mm-hmm. though we don't think that we are training these children, we are training yeah. them. So after a point, that child, when they get into maybe school, maybe especially high school, and they start having issues in mm-hmm. high school, okay? What they start to do now, every time they have an issue, what they do, they run to food. The fast food place or the chips or the different, the sodas and these different things. That's right. And so even into adulthood, you find the, the refrigerator, okay? The Burger King, the McDonald's and people, you know, saying, because, oh, I, I'm stressed. That's why I'm eating. The reality is if you look at the transition, mm-hmm. okay, it is what the parents taught that child without even thinking that they are teaching this child something. So right. Okay. So this child saying to themselves, now, when I cry, my mommy gave me food every time I cry. Okay. So when mm-hmm. that child starts face issue now, they thought that this is an answer to their right. problem. Right. They've been trained that way. Okay. Yeah. But exactly. They are being trained that way. But, but as a parent, you're not thinking that you are doing that. Right. Because you're thinking that you're calming this child down. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if you were logical in your thinking and go back to how your parents raised you, mm-hmm. realizing that you were fed, so it's not food why this baby is crying. It has to be something, something else. else. So that's the things that we are not doing. So now the, the, that life is being transitioned into adulthood. Mm-hmm. And, and every time I would look and I see, okay, sometimes you sit down when I used to watch TV and you see these people come on and these television program and they'll tell you why they are overweight. Right. Okay. It is because, you know, I was stressed. I have all these problems. I have all these different things. And so the food was my answer. It was yes. my comfort. It was, Safe haven. It was the place that I could run to. Yes. Okay. So the thing is that now. They don't. They themselves don't even realize mm-hmm. that there is an issue, and the way to fix the issue is not the food. Okay, that's but right. that's what their parents taught them. taught them. So, so, so the thing is that a lot of time parents is teaching us things without physically think that they are saying these things to us. But what we have to understand is that a lot of times mm-hmm. it is what we do and not what we say that children imitate. Okay, and those are the things that we have to we have to realize. And I'm gonna take it to a lot of different level on this because even again, when it comes to religion, mm-hmm. okay, a lot of times I give you some instant because I think this is very important. You're raising your child. Your child is going to church or he's going to maybe one of those school, right? Okay, and um, a boarding school, these religious schools. And so this child come home and say to mom or dad, uh, mom, dad, you know, the priest um, touched me this way. I, Don't say that about the priest. He, he's a godly man. He's a, he's a righteous man. He's, ups, he's an upstanding person. Right. Okay. Because the thing is that now, as parents, where is the problem lie? Is It is in within you because the fact is that you didn't do the job that you thought you did. Because the reality is that if you did the job that you thought you did, and mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't want parents to think that I'm, but you have to look into yourself because yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want people to feel like, oh, he's just totally demolishing it. No, that is not the point. Right. The point is that parents 
move away from trusting, allowing their children to trust them as a parent. Right. Because the fact is that if you were doing your job, okay, as a parent, and when your child come home and say, the child that you raised, that Mm -hmm. you have in your womb for nine months, Mm -hmm. come to you and say, mom or dad, this happened to me. Right. Right there and then you should stop and think for yourself to say, you know what? I raised this child and I didn't raise this child to be a liar. Right. So the reality now, you you come to the fore where you need to say, look, something is wrong here. Let me investigate. Mm -hmm. But what what we do, and again, this is a part of what white supremacy give us. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, I will always use that term because we are living in a world of white supremacy. Yes. So this is what, what, what we have been trained to do, okay? Because we're supposed to trust religion. Right. We're supposed to trust people that are in position, in, in, mm-hmm. in power position, mm-hmm. uh, school teachers, you know, doctors, and mm-hmm. all these different people. We're supposed to trust them, okay? So the reality is now these, the, our parents believe those things and they trust in these people. Not realizing that, look, I have to trust my child that I raised and I taught. Right. But it just shows you how twisted the system is. Yeah. You see? So on every level of our life, these things are affecting us. And that's why when it comes to me, a lot of people might say certain things that, you know, ever since I was a boy, because I'm questioning religion and I'm questioning all these different things. That's right. If we don't ask questions, we cannot get the true answer. Mm -hmm. We need to to overstand what is going on. That's why God make us the way that he mm-hmm. did. If mm-hmm. you think about it, here's a baby, okay? Once they start talking, what's the first thing they start doing? Mommy. They ask him questions. Oh, yeah, but they ask, yeah, they ask right. questions. Right, you see what I'm saying? They ask him questions. If you say, don't move that, why mommy? Right. Or why daddy? You see, they want to know. But in some sense, some of us as parents, we we. St- we, 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 we stop our children from doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay? So when children get out there and they start getting into trouble, what, what is happening? They, you don't trust your child, so what your child do? They're going to find somebody. Mm-hmm. Okay? And sometimes it's the drug dealer. Sometimes it's the guy that is going to prostitute them. Right. Mm-hmm. Put them on the street. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because they want a listening here. They want somebody that is going to listen to their problem because mom and dad is not listening to their problem. Mm-hmm. Because all of us really have a true responsibility. We have a responsibility, whether we are a uncle, whether we are a aunt, whether we are a mother, whether we are a father, all of us are involved because it takes a whole village. That's right. And so that is where we come together. And, you know, back in like in, in the days in African community, when Africa was Africa, they, you have people in the community that if there's an issue, then they take it up. The elders in the community right. would take it up and handle the matter. It was, you see, there was an area set aside for that. Right. But in modern day now, and even earlier on, as you're saying, that the parent had to handle that. And if they rejected that, where did the child go? Right. And so that's, that's the point. And mm-hmm. so a lot, a lot of time, a lot of our youths are lost. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's one of the things I look around today and I see so much young people that are really going around aimlessly. And the fact is that, you know, as I said, for us as black people, the first thing is that it's because of lack of knowledge and we mm-hmm. don't know self. That's why you find so much black young youths are lost. lost. Okay. 
because again, their parents didn't get the true knowledge. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it they couldn't give to them. But one of the things is where the parents could have done a lot mm-hmm. more is realizing that when I have a child and when I raise a child, this child that came from me and I have taught that meaning, you, you know what that telling you also that the parents does not trust themselves. Hmm. You, see, you see the point? That's why you don't believe your child because you don't trust, trust yourself. yourself. And where does that come from? It comes from their childhood. You see? Compounded. Right. So again, it is from that slave mentality mm-hmm. from what white supremacy has been doing is beating fear into you. Mm-hmm. Driving fear into them. And the fact is it's transitioning to the generation after generation. generation. And so it's a continual thing. It's a generational curse. Right. It's yeah. a, it, exactly. It's a curse. Because mm-hmm. again, if you look at it then, you, you think about, I'll show you how far this is coming from. Mm-hmm. Okay. When the great society of Africa came to the point where these white supremacy was able to overtake them, mm-hmm. it is because they stopped following their creator. If, if we didn't stop following our creator, the mm-hmm. creator would not allow that to happen. That could never happen. Right. So when that happened now, the creator allowed these people to come in, which really was basically the devil rule, to come in. A foreign thing that can't... Right. Yeah. And so this, this entity came in and really turned God's people upside down. And cause that disconnect. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So if you look right now and you see the, the, the great, I'm not saying other, other, mm-hmm. other, other nation does not have these issues. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the true people, they have these issues in every stage of their life. Yeah. Okay. If you look at the, 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 the disproportion in black communities. Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't operate as a community. We operate against we community. We operate against the status quo, so to speak, because we are trying to raise our children from a European standpoint, not from a godless standpoint, not from an African standpoint, because that is important. If we were raising our child from a true African standpoint or from a true godless standpoint, mm-hmm. then we wouldn't find ourselves in this situation, but we are going according to not God's way, but the devil ways of doing things. Yeah. And so that's why we are not successful within our marriages, within raising our family, because we have we turn away from the true God, from the true Creator, mm-hmm. and so that's why we are suffering from all these deficits. Yes. Okay. And and it continues. So we we have to break that spell. Break okay? that cycle. This, yeah. the, because an African people, it is it it is that God has has left us in the sense for us to be corrected. Big time. And so the reality is that instead of for us to get to look into ourselves, we are chasing after the, the people who have put us under oppression and trying to be like them instead of to take stock of ourselves and say, we are the ones that have turned away from the creator and the right. creator render or allow Satan to come in right. and take us over. That's, as a people. And so and that's yeah. when you really think about it, really, what is happening to African people. That's why every nation of man has looked down on the African man. Because even though he's the first man on the earth, which everybody should be looking to for guidance to lead to be to be led to God. That's right. That is not happening. Because and so all man has gone astray because the true man 
is not in his place. That's good. You see what I'm saying? The true yeah. man that's supposed to lead every man to the creator, to his creator, because he was the first man that God created. So mm-hmm. he's, as, as African people, spiritual we're people. supposed yeah. to be leading people to God. That's right. So here is it again. When these people come in, they realize that if they allow African people to have the true worship of their creator that they was having before, mm-hmm. then they could not do what they do today. They could not have accomplished what they accomplished today. So they give us these false religion. Okay? They give us their their way of thinking to twist these religion because if they, if they did that, okay, guess what? Then we will never come to know the true God. That our four parents in the land of Africa they knew the true God. They mm-hmm. un- they overstand the true God. Yes. They did things His way, and that's why they prosper as a nation. Mm-hmm. Okay, but when they turn away from that, especially those, if you go back to those last kings of Kemet, which yes. is it, it, you know so called they call Egypt, but it's Kemet, which is in Africa. Yes. If you look at the last kings, what these kings did, you will see that these kings they start to turn to almost a satanic worship. Mm-hmm. They rejected their creator. That's what it's showing you. So if you look, the prior kings to how these other kings, they start addressing, they start developing the secret religion. <laughs> you see, and that is where the satanic thing came in. Right. When you look at the serpent and, and the serpent that they have here on their forehead, okay, it just shows you. Mm. Okay. The cunning and so they, how shrewd they, it is right. while we distracted. So they start to think more of themselves more than they should. Uh. So they gave up their creator for another God because that God came in and promised them mm-hmm. all kind of things. So the reality is that we have to look deep within ourselves and start to make a turn. We have to. We have to become awakened and we have to realize what has happened in the past while we are in the position... That's why we as black people, we need to stop chasing and trying to be someone else and trying to prove that we can be like other people mm-hmm. instead of we, we have to stop and to start asking what went, what went wrong with right. God people, what went wrong with African people, why we are in the position that we are in, why, why we are thinking and doing things the way that we are doing them. And, and you see, we have a hunger for true spiritual nourishment but we're going to the wrong restaurant. We're going to the wrong kitchen. See? Like you said, they deceived us and they put their false gods up, the false religion. They say don't worship idols. And we do because the pastors are the rock stars now. And we look to them to feed us because that's what we've been taught because it was passed on to us in these religions from, from our forebearers who are lied to and tricked. So we're not getting fed. So we're going with the form and fashion of showing up and paying tithes and saying the holy talk, and all week long we're raising hell. So we'll also say, "Well, God, why have you, you know, forsaken us?" Or you know, we're lost, and you turned your back. God never turns his back on you. God never cuts the, the the connection between his children and him. It's us who turn away, and we have to face the consequences for turning away. So you're 100 percent correct. Exactly. And so again, it is where we have to self-check ourselves. All the time. We have to do that. Mm-hmm. And and you, you you mentioned about the food. Okay. Think about this factor. Okay. 
when you was eating the bad food, okay, all oh, the God. food that they were giving to you out right. here in the world, like all these places, these restaurants and all these things, when you were eating that food, and it make you feel way down. Oh, man. You know, some people have this expression to say, the nigga right to set in. Okay, <laughs> you feel like go sleep underneath a tree. Right. But, you know, I, I don't, it's not necessarily an expression that I, I you know, gave up. But it sounds and make some kind of sense. But yeah. the reality of what I'm saying is that when you clean up your diet and you start eating right, mm -hmm. do you see how, how better you feel? All the time. You see, you see, the, okay, so when you come to, under to overstand the true God mm -hmm. and his way, then you start becoming really enlightened. You start looking through all of the things that has been bogging us down, that is keeping us oppressed mm -hmm. and depressed and everything that is bad that has been affecting us. So yes. now you, you can step aside from that and you can start really looking deep mm -hmm. within yourself and saying, you know what? Something was terribly wrong with me. Yes. So now your thinking becomes sharpened and heightened. You know, um, you're not afraid of anything anymore. You you vibe with your creator. You start to really feel the presence of the creator. Yes. And even when you was going to these churches, you might fall into some kind of motion. You know, you know what I'm saying? You fall into some kind of motion yeah. because you know they are saying things. And I'm not saying everything they're saying because Mm -hmm. There's truth. There's truth. How of there. course, of course. But, but my point is that when you start really vibing with your Creator, okay, you can feel His presence. There's nothing like it. You you can you you sit there sometime driving down the road in your vehicle, and and you can just really feel the difference. You pick up that you know, signal right, from within. You, you're talking with Him. You're laying in your bed, and and you and 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 the two spirits start to really come together, and so there you start really seeing. He's showing you things. He's showing you all of the hidden things in society. And mm -hmm. so now your mind becomes very clear that you mm -hmm. can sit down and, and see all these things in religion. You can see it in the schools. You can see it in the politics. You can see all of these things. You can see through them. All of them. Okay, yeah. so your, your eyes are, your, your eye is wide open. I'm not going to see your eyes. Your eye is wide open. Because a lot of people, right. um, again, when you use the expression eyes, they, they talk about these two. I'm not talking about these two. Right. I'm talking about that third eye. That's right. Okay. Which, which these two eyes show you very little in comparison to the third eye. Exactly. These two eyes may show you, well, hey, walk around this table or you might trip. But there it doesn't tell you much right. in comparison. Right. Because that's you right. see, again, these, these, these lens, they are like, that's why they're called lens. They're like a camera. Are they, are they are a camera because they mm -hmm. snap and take pictures. That's right. Now the third eye defines those pictures that ah, is being sent in. Let's shake your hand on that one. Okay? It defines it. Yeah, it defines exactly. those pictures. Right. And it, decide, it, it shows you what all the meaning, what these pictures Below that the you are surface. taking in. Exactly. So just like sometimes you ever hear people saying something to you, but you have to read between the lines to really get the true saying of what they are saying. That's true. So that's what the third eye does. Some people just hear people say something and they just go with just what they say. But there's more to it than that. Let me tell you something really quick. I'm on the bus. I might have a passenger who I've never spoken to before. He's sitting there and I know his face. He knows my face and we observe each other. But we'll have another passenger who comes on who wants to cause confusion. The prior passenger who was sitting down is there and they have this awareness about them that I didn't really, that I wasn't aware about. And when this person tries my spirit who just got on, 
And I know that they're doing this and I'm sitting there calm and they keep going and keep going and they're trying to rattle me. I'll turn around. I didn't know it, but I look at this person who I never spoke with non-verbally and we look at each other like to say, you see what's going on, right? And that person is aware. I'm aware when the passenger sits down, it becomes not so much of an issue. And that person comes up and says, listen, brother, there's not too many of us around here. Shake the hand and go. It's like, wow. You know, you know that you know that you know. And people who don't have that ability or that, I can't say ability because it's something you come into. We all have it. So you choose to put the mud over your lenses and not see or your lens and not see. But those who don't know, you're crazy. What are you talking about? You lost your mind. How, how can you say that about that person? Then you know this. You're speaking a different language. Big shout out to Elijah. Lovely mana. That's right. It's the first style, like she said. That's right. Wow. That's the truth. You That's see, the truth. I, I remember one time, okay, I went to this particular place. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I went to ship some, some things. Mm-hmm. And this guy there, that he owned the place. Right. And as soon as we met, we shake each other <laughs> we, we, we we immediately you know we're gonna start saying something and he's like man there's not a lot of us in the world you know and so we had this wonderful conversation it's just this wonderful conversation like we knew each other all our life you see we weren't afraid to talk to each other we didn't afraid to say anything to each other but when you start really vibing that way, what is I'm saying? The creator comes in. Mm-hmm. The true creator comes in. Okay? Because, you know, even the Bible that all of us read, it says that there are many gods and See? many lords, but there is one true, one true God. It says a lot. Okay? And that goes over most people's heads. And, and again, exactly. Mm-hmm. You see, so... We are. We have to go, and because the, the reason why I'm saying these things because family is important. Mm-hmm. It is the root of all things. It is where it all got started. Because God, He created a man, and then He created a woman. Yes. And so He, their responsibility is to raise children. And so here it is now. Okay, God give them instruction because these children. What you have to remember. Yes, you are mom and dad, but they are not yours. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes parents really reach the point where they're holding on to this child like they don't want to let them go. But the reality is if we even look into the animal kingdom, the animals, they, 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 they start feeding these, these, these young ones, the birds. If you look at an eagle, for instance, what does an eagle do? It feeds its young until it's a point when it grows all the feather. And it has to fly because they're not going to feed it anymore. It have to get out. They will sometimes take their beak and pick that one up and just let it go. If it doesn't fly, then it dies. Yeah. So the reality is that's that when, when we do our job the way that the Creator instructs us, and that's why I said we cannot raise our children according to Westernization, according to white supremacy. We cannot raise our children that way. We mm-hmm. have to go back. To the original way, which right. is the God way. And when we instruct our children the God way, because mm-hmm. it, what, it, what it says, the, the wise man says, 
train up a boy or a girl according to the way for him or her, mm-hmm. and when they grow old, even if they turn aside, guess what? They will come right back to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and, and it's the, the, what the, they know. Right. The typical example where Jesus he also tied on to what the wise man says, he says about the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. And what happened, just to show you that it's true, that here was this son. This man had two sons. Mm-hmm. The older said to the father, he says, listen, give me all my goods. I, I want to go go do my own thing, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to live under your rule anymore. I'm a grown <laughs> man. So the father decided and give him all these things. And he went his way. I uh, find a lot of new friends, squander all his money to the point where he started to eat with the pigs. <laughs> okay, because none of those people want to have nothing to do with them because they were not his true friends. Right. And then when he reasoned to the point and says, when he see how bad his condition was, he reasoned to the point and he said, um, you know, I'm in a bad state of fear. He said, listen, I'm going to travel back home and I'm going to say to my father, he says, I'm going to say, father, he's not mm-hmm. going to even call him father. He said, listen, I'm not worthy to be a son. Right. Just make me one of your hired men. I will work for you. Right. Okay. Just make me just like any other man that is working for you. I will do that. Because mm-hmm. it's better than being out there in the cold, yes. so to speak. Yes. And so when he went back, you know, the father, he, he says that he saw him from a distance. And before the son could even say anything, the father says, no, hush. Because the father realized that he realized mm-hmm. that, hey, the father was not going to make him feel bad and say, I told you so. Right. The father realized that he realized his hero at this point. So he came back to the father and the father said, no, no, I, I, I'm going to uh, kill the best calf, fatten him up, you know, make sure that he get the food right, that he needs, right. bathe him, clothe him right. and all these different things. But again, it shows you also because he talked about the other son, the other son didn't like that because the other son said he took all these things and went. So instead of he was happy like the father to receive his brother back, yeah. He rejected him. Yeah. Okay, so it shows a twofold meaning. If we are if we are a That's brother true. or a sister in a family and one of our siblings leave the family and go out there on their own and they recognize and realize, realize the error of yeah. their way, we shouldn't reject them. Even our parents welcome them back. We don't want to say, why are they taking them back in the house? We should be glad. Right. Because right. the real the reality is that you know that your parents did the job. If they didn't come back, your parents didn't do the job. Right. But when they come back, you should help to welcome them. That's true. And don't make them feel bad because material things is not important. Mm-hmm. That family member is more important than anything else. Yes. And so, again, these are the things that we have to realize. Mm-hmm. That when we do things the God way, right. are the true way of doing things, not the Western way of doing things, right. we are going to prosper. If we look now, okay, give you this. Mm-hmm. Westernization, from the time I knew myself going to school, mm-hmm. you know, there was a little bit of God in school to some degree. Not anymore. Okay, But you see, if you follow the trend over the years, it's a move further and further away until there is no such thing. Because, see, they, mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing. They realize one thing, especially with African people. African people are very godly people. Yeah, that's one thing people can attest to, and that's what even when people say, "Oh, you know, they mm-hmm. they into their religion," they're into that because that is part of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, they feel that. 
And so they move to that. They move towards religion. They don't, no big thing don't have to happen for black people to go to church. Mm-hmm. They just go to church because they want to feel close to God. But we're not getting God in this church. Exactly. Okay. So what I'm saying now, if we come to really know the God, the true God in the way that we should, mm-hmm. how much more better our life would be. But again, because just like that baby, we, when the baby starts reach to a point and the parents start pushing them away from asking questions, mm-hmm. we, we stop asking questions. And at a time when we should ask the most question, we stop asking questions. And that's why we stop growing. You see, we see mm-hmm. things and they don't look right to us, but we say because everybody else is doing it, then we should just go along with the program. And we're killing that thing inside of us that gives us that awareness. Exactly. We turn away from that voice and then we'll hear it less because we're clogged with something else. Exactly. And we don't see it. Now we're lost. Now we, we don't have that spiritual GPS system anymore. There you that's go. what it is. There yeah. you go. So, so that's what we really have to zero in on. We have to mm-hmm. zero in on our spirituality. We have to really realize because that is what's going to lead us to where we need to, to be. Yes. We got to get back on the road. Okay. Because again, when, when Jesus mm-hmm. was unheard, what he says, he used a statement. Broad and spacious is the road leading to destruction, and many are the ones that are taking it. Mm-hmm. Didn't say they have to find or they have to do anything special. He said they're just mm-hmm. taking it. But he says narrow and cramped is the road leading off into life, and few are the ones finding it. Mm-hmm. So if we really want to know, to really come to understand the true God, we have to, we have to do a search. We have to do a search in order to find Him, and then follow His way, not the ways of Western society. Not allowing Western society to come into our house and tell us how to raise our children. Ah, that's what's happening okay. now. And so if you look, look at the plight. All right. I'll show you an example. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and sometimes we have to take it down to what we call the nitty gritty. Okay. Here is black communities all over America. You know, the most things that you find in black community is churches. Okay. <laughs> Look at the ghettos yep. in America. And I'm not just talking about America. I'm talking about a worldwide situation. Yeah. Okay. You, do you realize that all these ghetto areas, okay, mm. they are churches. If they are not in the ghetto, they are close to the ghetto. Yes. If religion is such a wonderful thing, how come all these ghettos has not transformed and become a wonderful place to live? <laughs> Good question. So what, what I'm saying is that these are the questions we have to ask. We have to ask these questions to say, how is it that people are, they, you, you have more drug addict, you have more alcoholism, you have all kind of problems that continue to just spiral out of control, Fester. but you have so much churches everywhere you go. Mm. Okay? And if these are the God tool to make society a better place, why are we already transferred into a paradise, so to speak? Mm-hmm. Which, if religion was a wonderful tool. Mm-hmm. But this is for me, I can speak for anyone else. But for me, mm-hmm. I will tell you this. The two th- main things that I've seen religion. Mm-hmm. Number one, it is a divider. Number two, it's a tool of the devil. 
because the devil is a divider. That's right. If if that was not the case, if that was not the case, you would only have one religion. You would only have one religion. And you know what the religion would be? The religion of submitting to what God wants. See? If he says do it, do it. There you go. If there. he says don't do it, don't do it. Okay. Case closed. See? Not African American Episcopalian Czechoslovakian five foot ten two hundred. The alpha. It's like it's like a, like sports. But, but, that's, but and, and this church doesn't talk to this one. And I go is here it, and is it, is it? But you see, and that's what I try to show people. It's a divider. It's a tool of the devil. That's right. And so this is what is breaking family apart. Even though this should be one of the main tools to care, bring family together. It is one of the problem mm-hmm. that create issues in the family. Okay? Because if you're a child living in a household and you go to church and there are certain things that doesn't gel with you because it doesn't make sense, even though you're young. Right. If you question it, your parents will tell you, why are you doing this? And you're demonized. Why can't you just submit? And fall into line with this thing okay? that's not right. And they'll tell you, ah, Oh, it's not, you know, God is a mystery. And all mm-hmm. these, God is not a mystery. I tell people that all the time. God is not a mystery <laughs> and God is not mysterious. Okay? You, you know, seriously, white supremacy is maybe mysterious, but God is not mysterious. Right, right. Okay? God, who really is the true God, hide nothing from us. Mm-hmm. He give us everything that we need. That's right. And not just needs. He give us lots of wants. If you follow what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. He does. He provides for us in abundance in every way that you can imagine. More than you know. That's right. Okay. And so, again, we go back to a lot of things. If, If you grew up in a household where there is laziness in that household, Mm. then guess what's going to happen to the children? Mm. They're going to display those behaviors. They're going to display those qualities. It's a way of life for them. See, because they're going to see that nothing is wrong with that, Mm -hmm. just like everything else. Mm Mm-hmm. So again, when the family that they grew up around, they see that mother is working hard, they might not appreciate it in the beginning. Right, right. They take it for granted, yeah. But they're going to realize, especially as soon as they get on their own, I can see why my mom was working that hard. Because the bills are coming (laughs) and all kind of responsibility are coming your way. So you really get your act together very quickly. You have no choice. You see? Life will, will put you in place. Right. And so, again, it's because of the parents doing their job. Big shout out to Selena. You know. Go ahead. So we have to, we have to really come into all these things, overstand mm-hmm. and appreciate them. Because what we are doing now, we are bringing a family into tuition, a family that is going to please their creator. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that is what's gonna stabilize that family and make right. others look at that family and say, "Hey, you know what? I want my family to be like that." And they will come to you and say, "Hey, what are you guys doing that we need to do?" Right? Okay, I, I would love to have this for my family. And so, when we realize these things, we help others to come to appreciate them because it's important. It's important that we do that. It's important that we continue to do that. Right. So every day we wake up. Our main concern, as I said, it's important that we don't get into this thing about just an individual person. Mm-hmm. We have to get into this thing now where it's going to be about a nation and a people. That's right. 
It's easy to become individual because, again, Western society tell you teaches us to teach about self. They, they want this thing for you to focus on self. Yeah. What no can good. you do for you, not for your community? And if you look even in their society, you will see these terrible hero. Because you can look at white people and see, are they really living as a true family? Are they really operating and functioning as a true family? In a lot of cases, they are not. They are not. They still have, they have the breakdowns. They have all of these things because the fact is that the God factor is not there. Yeah. If the God factor is not there, society will crumble. And you see, Brother Keston, I've had it sometimes where I was really in a zone on a spiritual level. And in different situations in passing, I might be speaking to someone. This is not necessarily a color thing. This has happened with people of all colors. But I do notice that when, say, for example, you're in the line at Walmart. And I'm speaking to somebody on the phone or speaking to somebody next to me. or I'm speaking to Mrs. Skurve next to me. And there may be a person who happens to be white. Who. By later on discovering they have also been the victim of white supremacy on in how they approach life. And there's a void inside of them, a spiritual void. And here we are. Mrs. Skurve and I speaking on that level. I'm using this as an example. Yeah, it's yeah. happened so many yeah. times. And that person, their eyes light up. Even if you don't see their eyes, you can feel them that language. they, they want to come closer to this conversation yeah. because they're not getting this kind of thing. They don't have this kind of nutrition in their life. And they want some. There you go. So now all of a sudden... Mrs. Skirvin, I become that person like in Sam's Club that has a little cup of something to offer with a toothpick in it. And they want a bite. There you go. And so they say, oh, my God, excuse me for being so rude to get into your conversation. I don't mean to be so rude. And but what I what I just heard was so profound. Can you tell me more? And I'm going through this thing with my husband and my kid and the whole thing comes out. Right. And you have time and you end up saying, well, listen, pay for your stuff or pay for my stuff. Let's meet on the outside and talk for a little while. Right. And you end up talking for two hours. <laughs> yeah. But it's a pleasurable exchange. It's just like the young man who we were passing through GNC where, where we oh, should yeah. never really go to GNC. Right. But this was a while back. And he was in the store there talking about vitamins and nutrition to this guy who worked there who really learned out of a book. Right. Well, take this for this and take this for that. And for this, you take this. And I'm using this physical example for a spiritual analogy. But he wanted to attack the problems of this gentleman who, who was extremely overweight. Right. Take this for blood pressure. Take this for the pain in your ankles. Take this for the high sugar level. <laughs> and so I said, sweetheart, we can't have this man. <laughs> you know, it's the truth. I said, sweetheart, we can't have this man walk out of the store thinking this because I saw the sincerity <laughs> in his face. And you know what I'm talking about. This is how they do you. And so we waited outside. And luckily he didn't buy anything. And so, yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, white supremacy again, even though it was three black folks, my brother, 
He, huh? He looked at me like, what you trying to sell me? <laughs> you know what I mean? And here we are. We were volunteering our love and what little we know. You see? So so the example in Walmart with the white lady, she's like, she knew what it was and she's coming toward it. And the brother, we're all victims now, white supremacy. He looked at his own brother like, what you trying to sell me? Yeah. But the man in the store, in the GNC, was trying to sell him half the store to get his profits and, and his sales at the expense of this guy dying. Yeah. Yeah. And and with the GNC example of taking a pill for every ailment, bring your body into balance. Your body works as one whole. And when you look at your body and when your body's off, your emotions, your mind, and your spirit is off also. So, in Af and I said this before, and I'm going to say it again. The African original way of treating so-called ailments is to treat the whole person. Right. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. With, go right. ahead. Because the fact is that the fact is that when it comes to our body, okay, remember this because this is very very important. Our body is a temple of the living God, so God cannot live in a polluted temple. There you go. So the reality is, that's what I said, we almost check ourselves. If we say we are God, the people, or we're going to church, or whatever we're doing, we must check ourselves because God cannot live in a polluted temple. Okay? True. The reality is that's a t -shirt that when, right we put, when we put all of these junk into our body, God is not there. Because mm -hmm. if God was there, then we wouldn't put it there. Ah. The, the, so, so for us, we always got to think. About the temple. Don't think about the building because this is the building. This is this body right here. It's it's the most unique building on earth. Okay, the human body That's is right. the most unique building on earth. Even today, scientists they are marvel. They are puzzled right, over right. how the human body is set up. They can't they can't comprehend it. And they copy it. They they try their best. Look at the cameras. They copy right. our eyes. They copy certain things. And and we look at the imitation. Right. It's just the great oh man, look at the we got the we got the so and so camera on our phone, but look at your physical eyes. Right. Right? And and, and even in nature, when you look at construction machinery and these things that grab and they bend and you look at a, a crab and you look at a, a animal, they're copying the insects. The, the exactly. way exactly you see but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Our creator. That's why I tell people, as an individual, mm-hmm. You must look at yourself as a very unique species. Each and every one of us is a piece of work of heart from the Almighty Himself. Yes. Never let anyone, whether it's a mother, mm -hmm. whether it's a father, whether it's a brother, whether it's a sister, whether it's a whether it's a what what are you what we call boyfriend or girlfriend or wife <laughs> or husband okay right whichever person in your life or a friend never allow them to destroy your piece of heart work yes never allow anybody come in and try to tell you oh you don't look good i i don't like how you you know you need to adjust this you need to get a nose job you need to get this job or that you need you know that person is not your friend that person have no appreciation for the artist that has put you mm -hmm. into the being that you are mm -hmm. so we need to step away from that company whether it's the television yes whether it's school Whatever person is trying to do that to you, you need to step away from them. Mm -hmm. Because the reality is the creator took his personal hand 
and created you individually. Mm-hmm. That's why I tell, I, I said to some people, you know what? A long time ago, I stopped calling people saying that this person is ugly or that person is ugly. Right. Who am I? Who am right, I? Right. Who, who am I really to look at a, a, a piece of hard work that the creator himself had done right. and say that this piece of hard work is ugly? Who am I to do that? Mm-hmm. Who, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a piece of piece of work of, of heart that yes. he created. Yes. So how can I look at another piece of work of heart and say that it's, it's bad? Mm-hmm. God didn't make anyone ugly. He didn't make anybody uh, uh, deficient. But I believe that the spirit that we take on that is not godly will make us appear ugly. And, and right, we have this European standard of beauty that many of the world over ascend to and that is the standard why does somebody have to get a nose job who said that there's not beauty in the wider nose yes there are some beautiful caucasian people there are beautiful black people there are beautiful asian people the human race is beautiful who's to say that what you have physically is not beautiful and the silent message from those who are white who fall under that doctrine that look at you like you're nothing, you see? But they're quickly understanding that we have the original beauty. We're the original person. And so silently they they compliment us, they scorn us face-to-face on their way to the tannin parlor. They scorn us face-to-face on the way to going to get their nose job done even more because even white women, they're the biggest ones using relaxer cream because they got to keep up to the standard of the bone straight hair too. Well, but again, there you go. What, I, what I'm saying is that when you look at all of these things, right. again, it goes back to the root. Because in order to resolve the problem, we have to get to the root of the problem. And the problem is, the root of the problem is white supremacy. Right. It's a tool of the devil. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's a tool of the devil, if you look at all these things that they do, they make individuals feel bad about themselves because they set up a so-called image that you have to follow. So true. But again, what I'm saying is that's why parents need to really take a stock of themselves mm-hmm. and really teach their children, give them self-esteem, mm-hmm. self-respect, and self-dignity. When you do that for your children, you're going to let them stand up and walk tall. Look people in the eye. Not afraid to look people in the eye. We need to do that. We need to change that's these right. things because we have been looking down for so long. It is time for us to look up. Look straight ahead. Yes. That we can. You see, people that look down, they all, they, they they never they never know where they're going. They bump into things. It's all just the time. like the analogy you used earlier about the bicycle, right? Right. You fall when you look down at your feet. There you go. You keep up and you keep your sight. If you never rode a bike before, there's a less chance of you falling <clears throat> when you look ahead. Right. But you keep pedaling. That's it. That's right. You see, so that people don't understand that have to do with balance. When you look straight ahead. It's going to balance you because you're looking where you are going. That's a part of balance. If you look down, mm. you can't balance because right. your, your focus and your vision is not into the direction that you're going. It's down here it's in the immediate. when it should be straight in front of you. Just like when you look a person in the eye and have a conversation with them, you can feel them. You get, you right. get, you get where more. they're coming from. Right. You know if they're telling you the truth, mm-hmm. you know, and if they are giving you a lot of, a lot of malarkey, you see, you know. Mm-hmm. So the reality is that like for a lot of black people, right. 
because of what has happened in slavery. We've got, we've got to go back to that because the reality, they can't look white people in their face and talk <laughs> because you're supposed to look down when they right, talk. To right, you. right. When they're young or they're whole, you're supposed to look down. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of black people. I mean, I've heard white people. I mean, this black person won't look me in the face. And I turned to them and I said, listen, you mm-hmm. know why they won't look mm-hmm. in the face? Mm-hmm. And I explained the situation to them. Yeah. Okay. A lot of them are not aware of it. They don't even know. So, you know, when you show them, say, listen, these people, they're not shyster. Right. Okay. They are, they are honest people, but they are afraid mm-hmm. because m- most of us as black people, because they give us this image of God and this image of Jesus, we don't want to look Jesus our God in the face. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You see, you, you know, yeah, you, you, yeah, you yeah. My and it plays out when we see, see this next white man, and don't let it be a white man that has a little beard and a head just like that white Jesus image. Right. Oh hey, man! But there you go. So and and give him a little position, he make it worse. <laughs> okay. But I'm just showing right, you. Right. I'm I'm showing you how how far off we are from where we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. We are very far off. Okay. So <laughs> in order to come to consensus, to come to the center. Because in order, okay, just like a car, it's going down the road and sometimes you can see some car, how far they're off alignment or you look on your steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Okay, but when you bring it back to center, you can actually go down the road and let the steering wheel go and that car will just go in a straight, straight line. Straight line. But, but we are so far off center that all our wheels are cockeyed, so to speak. Pulling okay? us where we should be going. There you go. It's, it's like people. I, I, this is one of my analogy. Mm-hmm. Here's a leaf that fall off a tree. Mm-hmm. When the wind come from the east, it blow it, okay? Mm-hmm. Blow it to the west. Right, right, right. Okay? When the wind come from the west, it blows blow back to, to the, the east. east. Yeah. And when the wind come from the north, it blows to the south. And when the wind come from the south, it blows to the north. So people are <laughs> like that. That's right. Okay? They, they flip-flop. They, they, they flip and they flop and they follow the everything. <laughs> There's no steadiness. The steadiness come from structure. When you have structure, then you can rooted. be, you, you, yes. exactly. So a tree, if you look at a solid tree that sends its root down into the ground, mm-hmm. no matter how rough the, winds, the wind get, mm. that tree flex and it move with the wind. But it's not moving. But the tree the is not snapping, it's not breaking down. Yeah. The trees that have no base root, guess what? They tumble and topple all the time, just as you see in the last hurricane. Okay? So... We want to be, like the psalmist says, like the tree that is planted by streams of water. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the root is, is down. Right. Okay, it gives fruit. So people can see within you that you are stable. That's why when, when you're having these conversations that you talk about, people mm-hmm. can sense that. Yes. People want that. People want to be close to that because they're not getting that from the society or the world that they live in. That's right. So again, when people see a family that is living, upstanding, and moving, and doing what they're supposed to do, people can appreciate that. And so we have to kind of try our best to set as good as an example as we can, and we have to go back again, like I said, mm-hmm. when, you par- when you had strong parents in your life, okay, that give you structure. They oh, might yeah. not give you a perfect structure, right. but they give you structure. And so I look at, I look at myself, mm-hmm. okay? And I look at my sister and I look at my brother and, you know, all my brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. I look at them and I see structure. Right. Okay. I see people that are stable. That's right. Okay. I see people that they know where they're going because they come from structure. The foundation was laid. 
let me show you something. The problem that we have, okay, and, I, and I'm going to tell you, because sometimes I listen to even some of us as black people speak. Mm-hmm. And I respect a lot of these guys that I see on YouTube and all these different places. And when they start go down to the line of politics in the system, and, and, and some of them will talk about who to vote for and all these different mm-hmm. things. But I'm going to tell you my view on that. Tell us. Why it is, it is why I don't support those views. Mm-hmm. One of the things you have to understand, here's a house. The foundation of the house is crumbling. But you decide to go out and get a contractor to come put new windows and doors into that house. How is the house going to hold up? <laughs> That's right. You see, this, this is what I'm going to show you. And this is how serious it is. Because when people talk about Oh, we got to get to, you know, help America to come to center. America cannot come to center because the foundation that it's been built on is crumble. It has crumbled. There is no way to help white supremacy. There, <laughs> right, it, it right. Cannot, it, cannot, you, it cannot be saved. Right. Okay, so the reality is that when people Make say, America great you again. Know, you know, come together. Let's right. come together. Yeah. And, and as people try to bring this thing to center. Okay, I even hear some people in Islam that come up and talk about, you know, how we can come together and help America. America cannot be helped. That's right. The reality is God has his hand on America and his hand is coming down with a judgment on this country Mm -hmm. that is of greater proportion than any of us can imagine. That's right. Because the reality is the house does not have a foundation. The foundation that is built on, it is... A foundation that is built on sand. It doesn't have no steel in the foundation. Evil. It's like going on the, on, on, o- over on the ocean and you just get up sand and you say, okay, this is my foundation. And you start laying blocks on top of that. And, the and then you go up and you start putting roof on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. The wise man built his house on the rock. The foolish man built his house on the sand. Yeah. Okay. So when the rain come and the storm come, the man that built his house on the true foundation is always going to be standing up. The reality is... The blood, the blood of all these people that these people have spilled from the beginning mm. is crying out to the to their creator for justice. Yes. So all of the things that we see happening to America today, mm-hmm. it is because of all of the atrocity that white supremacy has committed. So it must crumble. So we must not try to save the system because mm-hmm. God's hand is upon it. It cannot be saved. The devil is the devil and the devil cannot change from the devil. Tell it. I got a high okay? five that. The devil is the devil That's right. and cannot change from the devil. That's right. So we as a people must understand that the, the foundation is no longer there under this building. Yes. So when you go out and you say, I'm going to vote for this politician because they're going to make things better. Listen, God don't like fence rider. Ah. It's either you're on his side or you're on the side of white supremacy. It's no in between. In this, in this thing that is taking place, there is no neutral ground. You must be either here or here. That's right. That's right. So the reality is when, you see, when, when I hear you know, some of our black brothers is, Talking about, um, you know, about, you know, come together and help America. America cannot be helped. And if you're true, and if you really look into the word of God, you will realize that something that is built on this amount of blood can never be saved. That's right. Truth. 
It's a tool that the devil True. is using. And if we allow ourselves, we'll get tricked into that. And die so, right alongside with them. Right. So we're going to die and our whole family is going to die. Do you really want that? And those are the questions that we have to ask ourselves. That's why we have to get our families together. Because getting our families together and let them understand the will of God is not to save America, but it's to save individual. Yes. Out of the system that we're living in. Mm. So we can't run around and think that we're going to save this country. It's a sin. This country is a tool of the devil. That's right. The land itself, I'm not talking about. I'm right. talking about the system that the system. was created yes. by white supremacy. Anybody who doesn't understand you, they, 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 their awareness is off. You see. They, we can't save them. Right. Right. So, so my point is that we have to realize that it's an individual thing. Because we all have to answer to the creator individually. Right. Because white supremacy has already been judged. So the judgment, that the right. things that you see happening, it is because God has released his, his hand upon white supremacy. That's right. He's not holding back. Mm -hmm. We cannot do anything for God to take his hand off white supremacy because they have committed a host of atrocity. What do we know? Millions of people has been genocide by white supremacy the all over. over the world. All over the world, yes. Okay? Mm -hmm. So we have to step back within ourselves and start checking ourselves individually mm -hmm. and see, are we riding the fence? Because all fence rider will be put to death by the creator himself. Mm -hmm. Because how can the creator trust There's you? There's no neutral. How it's can either the creator, positive or negative. Right. But what I'm saying, mm -hmm. how can the creator trust you when you are one foot over here and one, oh, I'm for God. And you don't stand but, up. Right. You don't stand up for right. The, there you go. So yeah. on one side, you say, I'm for God. <laughs> but the upcoming election, oh, I have to vote for this person because they can. Right. No man, no man can bring peace. No, in, no human cannot bring peace. The only peace will come is when the God within us. Right. Bring us together. Bring us together. Under his government. And we which, connect. That meaning God is ruling within and without. Without, yes. Okay? So in, in every area of our right, life. And everything with us now will become God's way. So when we do things God's way as family first mm -hmm. and individually, then life will become the way it's supposed to be. Peace. We, God don't need weapons. That's what I was going to say. We okay? wouldn't have any desire to build so, up all these nuclear weapons right, and right. So warheads. How, how, is that, how is that transformed into any kind of peace? How long have you been on earth? You've been on earth 50 something years. 54. Okay, I've been yes. on earth for 48 years. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. My point is that there's a lot of people out there that can say, I've been here for 70, 80 years, 90 years, 100 years. Where is the peace? Where is the peace? And people that's been around for hundreds of years. Thousands of years, where is the peace? That's right. There is no peace. Because the fact is that if God is not within, then there no peace can be. <laughs> yes. And that's what we are afraid to. We are afraid as individuals to check ourselves. Okay, the system has given us a whole lot of things. They've given us television. They've given us computers. They've given us everything that we can imagine. But most of us are not realizing that all of these things is to keep our minds so occupied that we don't allow the God within us to come out. Right. 
So therefore, we are caught up. That's the, that's the devil way of doing things because he have to keep your mind occupied. Because if you allow yourself to think and reason, then the God within must come out. Right. But once you are under the spell with the food, yes, the, all the things that they give to you that you think you need. That you're addicted to because See, you have the hunger right. that that's not going to satisfy. Why did Jesus say, you know, you know, most people, they talk about Jesus and the Our Father prayer. And most people, when they pray to God, they don't pray for God's will to be done because they don't have no idea what is God's will. Okay? <laughs> but my point is that Jesus talked about the, the most important things. He says, you must pray then this way. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, name or make thy name holy. Mm -hmm. Set apart for a special be, purpose. Yeah. We must always respect the name of the Most High. He says, thy will be done. Thy will, thy kingdom come. What is God's will? Most, most of God's will is for all man to become or to let the God within them come out. It's you can't His will that. to be done. That's right. That all of us are living a godly life. On earth as it living is Living in, in peace. Yes. And tranquility. Synchronized. Under God. Okay, where in there in that first part of that prayer did he say about you or me? No, see, right, right. You see, you see, you see the thing. Right. If you if you go down the line, okay, I think it's the fifth chapter of Matthew that talk about that. If you go down the line, fifth or sixth chapter, one of them. Mm -hmm. But it, right now, if you go down the line and check, you will see where you come in. You will mm -hmm. see where your daily bread come in. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my point is that. We have to realize that if we do according to those standards, we must come to center. We must come to center. Mm -hmm. Because God is, is, is bringing us to center by means of these things, by showing us, by reasoning with us, mm -hmm. by helping us to un forget about the church. That's what I tell people. Forget about religion because your religion is not done you justice. It's not done your family justice. It has actually divided your family up in parts and pieces because religion is a tool of white supremacy. Tool of the devil. Okay? And white supremacy is the tool of the devil that he's using to destroy people, mm -hmm. nations. Mm -hmm. He's trying to destroy every man. Because in the end of the day, the devil know that even white supremacy itself will be destroyed. Right. They know that. You see? Yeah. That's the reality. But you can get so caught up into this. Okay? We get so caught up. Mm -hmm. if, 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 if people think that I'm kidding, check yourself. Go, if you have kids, look at all the things that you buy these kids. The <laughs> amount of clothes. How much clothes can they wear at once? Exactly. And how hard are you working every day to just maintain those things? And you realize that if you were giving them less, because they don't need all of those right. things, okay? They want it because everybody else have it. Right. But if all of us was realizing the importance of how we do these things, okay? Don't waste our money frivolously on white supremacy. Yes. Because when, because what we're doing when we do these things, we are propping up the system of white supremacy, and so in their eyes, right, yes, and our burden get heavier. Our burden. Look, look. Let me show you this. Mm -hmm. And again, I think from the bottom. I think from every different angle. Mm. 
you go out and you work. Let's say you work. You're getting $800 a week, mm-hmm. okay, for your pay. Whether it's a salary right. or a hourly wage. Right. Just let's say you're getting $800 a week. Right. Before you get that $800, it's tax. Okay? <laughs> Tell me about After it. you get that $800, mm-hmm. you come home. Okay? You buy gasoline, it's tax again. You go to buy your grocery. You tax go, again. You go, you go to buy clothes. You, you pay your mortgage. You pay all these different mm-hmm. things out of there. All the bills that you're paying, there's a tax attached to that. And every time you spend that $800, you're paying those taxes over and over, and over again. So Several times. My estimation, out of every dollar that you get, you only get about, about 15 to 25 cents the most. Right. Okay? So you see what we're working for? Mm-hmm. The system as are so dialed in because we are a money-making machine for them. Mm-hmm. Okay? But we don't mm. stop to think because we, we are thinking, oh, I can't deprive my child. You're not depriving your You're child not. of anything. You see, you, because this, again, the television tells us, <laughs> okay, you need to get this for your child. It's the latest this and the latest that. So we are pre-programmed. Mommy, mommy, I want you this. See, Can we, I have this? As soon as, and, and I tell a lot of parents, I say, when I see young parents, the first thing when that baby starts to be able to do certain things, they start giving them the iPod, putting them in front of the television. It is a dangerous thing to do because the devil, that is one of Coming the biggest, biggest tool of the devil right there to destroy your family. That's right. Okay? Because these children, they are being programmed by what they watch on those iPods and the televisions and all these different things. And you think that you're benefiting... You know, some people say this is the smartest generation, but I say this is the dumbest generation that has come on the earth. Exactly. And people can, can get upset if I say that, but mm-hmm. it's the truth. It's the truth. Because if you take away all these devices from them, okay, they they can't tell you anything. They can't function. Okay? I, w- I, I tell you this very simple thing. Mm-hmm. I was in a store um, a few years ago. It was a Radio Shack. You know, mm-hmm. most of them has gone out of business. I know. But yeah. I went in there, me and this other Rastafarian guy. So... Mm-hmm. He, he he bought some stuff and it came up to ten dollars and fifty cent. Mm-hmm. He gave this kid at the register twenty one dollars, and the kid looked at him and said, "What are you giving me all this money for?" So the Rastafarian guy looked at me and said, "See, they don't even know arithmetic." So hand him back ten dollars and fifty cents. He he did a favor for him by giving him the extra dollar. So he doesn't break up a 20 and have to give uh, uh, singles with that five. See? Duh! But, but I'm just showing you. Right. When I was a boy going to school, you need to know your timetable backwards and forward. Okay? These kids nowadays, they don't, they don't have no idea what these things are. All they have they is they pick, pick up, up the cell phone or, or a yeah. calculator, and, and this calculator is in the cell phone. Everything is about that. So if you take away the device from them, they are actually the dumbest generation that yes. has come on the planet. We had to know. They would say, in the middle of the class, the teacher, Skirvin, Lance, 12 by 12, see? 144. You see, you but, knew it. But, but, but that's what I'm saying. That's right. See, they, they don't tell you that I'm going to call on you. So if no, you're not no. prepared, guess what are going to happen? <laughs> you're going to be embarrassed. That's right. It's not a teacher trying to embarrass you, but they're trying to help you to keep your sharpness about that's yourself. Right. That's right. Okay? And so that's the reality. Those are the things that we didn't really appreciate. But now that we see what's going on, those of us who have consciousness, mm-hmm. we realize the importance of what these teachers was doing. Yes. Okay, because 
Even though they are giving us lessons on the white supremacy, there was benefit to it. There was some benefit. Okay? Because we can use that in our everyday life That's right. to maneuver through the system that we're living in. That's right. These kids that you're talking about right now, you start talking about some of these things to them and they think like you're speaking a foreign language. <laughs> okay? Because again, right. white supremacy is dumbing down your children by giving them all these devices. And when you pull those okay? devices away, it's like pulling a rug from under them. Exactly. They can't survive on their own. There you go. And That's again, right. it, you see, and I'm not, it's in white family. It's in a Hispanic family. <laughs> right. It's in the black family. Right. It's in Asian, every family. Yeah, yeah. So people, people, people that is running around and think that they are exempt from white supremacy, even though they are white, they are just fooling themselves. Mm-hmm. And if you're honest with yourself, then you will you will step back and say to yourself, "Listen, something is wrong here." Yeah. But if you're not true to yourself, then you can't say that. Hmm. That's right. Because if you are a part of a system that is controlling the majority because you've never been the majority, mm-hmm. but you're a part of a system that so-called tell you that they are the majority and they've never been the majority. That is, that is, that is a Mm-mm. false statement. They are world minority. Right. From the beginning, right. always a minority. But you see, it's because for us, they have put, you know, from we, from we were young, when we look at television, who do you see? When you look at books, who do you see? When you look at Bible stuff, who right. do you see? The great men of history, it's, the it's inventors. Not, it's nothing but white people. So you believe Perception. within yourself that they are the majority. Right. Because they per- portray that idea in everything that you see in front of you. And in their media, they push us as minority here in the country. Minority here in the country. We're more or less 13% of the population, which I believe it's more. For those who uh, check, you know, Hispanic, most of them are black. So the numbers are more but they push that word with their media here in the country. But do they push what they are worldwide? Do they say we are the minority? World? No, they don't say that. See, and that's why they don't want us to think on a worldly level. They want us to think boxed off just in American terms. When you speak on something concerning us, anybody in the world, you're stepping out of bounds. Like, what do you know about that? How did? And they try to quickly push you back in to right. a, a narrow way of thinking just as far as America is concerned. I had a brilliant friend of mine, very well-educated, um, you can say uh, uh, indoctrinated, you know, friend of mine, and I spoke of traveling the world, right? which I've only left the country one time. You know what I mean? Um, but my mind is out there. And I expressed to say, you know what? There are other, this is years ago. I said there are other places to live that I would probably love to live. And from what I'm hearing, America is not all that. You know, there are certain things here, whatever you get used to, but... I'm at a point, and I've been at that point for many years, that I can let go of this place. I am not addicted to this whole American culture. I was born and raised in New York City. I know the place in and out. Yes, technically I'm an American, but my father raised me to know that I am not an American, right? I'm a citizen of the world. But this gentleman turned around and said, well, well, what do you mean? You you can get everything that you you want here, and why, why, why do you want to go and... I'm like, he sounded like a slave who didn't want to leave the plantation. <laughs> well, well, you see, you see, again, if you go back to this, you know, again, you have, you have to realize something. Mm-hmm. We have two different kind of slave. We have the house slave and the field slave. <laughs> okay? Because right. the, the house slave is always going to say, you know, the master house is burning down. He says, master, house is burning down. Right. And so you go get every bucket and find everybody right. that he can to put out the fire. Right. And the field slave said, let it burn. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the reality, again, a lot of us, especially as black people, mm-hmm. we are house slave. We become house slave. 
we don't want to give up this system because we believe that at the end of the day, we are going to survive through it. But we are not. This is, and that's where we deceive ourselves. Right. Okay. Because the master house needs to fall down. It has to. Okay. Because right. it's not a godly house. Mm-hmm. Okay, it is a house that is built. It's a it's a it's a it's a pile of cards, and if you <laughs> on a windy day, and if you kick with your finger, just hit that pile of cards, everything right. come, come crumbling down. That's right. So the reality is that this house right now, if we are honest with ourselves, if people are true to themselves and just stop for a minute, you will see that this house of cards is already falling down. Mm-hmm. And so we have to just take stock of ourselves individually. We have to take stock of our family. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my cousins um, sent me um, um, one, a, a, a video about, mm-hmm. you know, this girl in England, young lady. She right. had a son and she was um, saying how her son was, you know, being um, taken by the system. Mm-hmm. And um, then this woman would came into her, um, it happened to be actually a, a white female that came in. I guess she, I don't know if she worked with the services, but she get involved with our underage son. Mm-hmm. You know, giving him money, buying mm-hmm. him all kind of stuff and mm-hmm. drugs and whatever it is, and telling him to disrespect his mother, disobey, you know, not following the rules and all these different things. And mm-hmm. she's saying that the reality is we as black people, mm-hmm. we are raising our children on a system that hmm. is not a solid system. It's not a good system. Mm. And we should realize that by now. We don't too much. Too much of our our young black men are in prison, and what they are in prison for is a lot of it is is just minor stuff that they are in prison for. Yeah, and my point is that we have to stop and see. If we look at a lot of little black young boys these days, they don't be they don't act like men. They don't act like boys. They act they 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 are feminine. They are. it, but again, where do they learn that? They learn that from white supremacy because what they are seeing on television with black movie stars oh, and the behavior, the dress that they are wearing is wearing wearing men clothes. Mm-hmm. Okay, the young girls when you see that they are behaving like they are men. Okay, they they what? Where did they get that from? The television again. That's right. And you know we had look here. I'm I'll, I'll say this. Okay. Mm-hmm. In this world, we have to be honest and true, okay? There's a lot of good people that find themselves in these situations, yes. okay? Because again, a lot of these things come from religion, they come from politics, and these children that find themselves in these situations had no control over a lot of these things. That's so right. I don't want people to think here, I'm here beating mm-hmm. up and bashing up on gay people, right? okay? But the reality is not a normal behavior. Right. And if we're true to ourselves, we will we will we will check ourselves and be honest. It's not right. a normal behavior. And we okay? speak out of love. But what yeah. exactly? So what I'm saying is that, you know, I've never seen a, a gay person and hate on them. I, I work with them, I, I talk with them. I right. don't you know, I don't get in their personal life because that's their personal life. That's right. Okay. But at the end of the day, what I'm saying is when I'm seeing these things that has been so concentrated in the black community. More late, so. Okay. Yes. And again, when I see a black president actually promote this stuff, and that's why I tell people, I tell people, say, so listen, when I say I don't have no respect for these people that call themselves or put themselves in that position, okay, because they are leading us into darkness. Yes. They are not leading us into light. 
And so, because black people will get upset when you when you speak about Barack Obama, black people get upset because, <laughs> as I said, right, right, that was supposed to be their Jesus to rescue them. That's right. Okay, but he have done a lot of injustice in a lot of ways because kids Set look up. kids look at people like that, and when they see the first black president of the United States, to them. Here's a man that is promoting these lifestyle. To a, you have to say he's promoting it because promoting the it. things that you say that that he did mm-hmm. and do for them and can you know and 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 advocate so mm-hmm. to speak. If he had advocated something like you know to help black people in the way that he did that, if if he would focus on you see helping black people as well as okay, you're president of all people. We understand right. that, but everybody got their time in the sun with him, you know. Latino, again, mixtures of many races. That is not a race. Gays, you push that, but you call yourself a Christian, right? No, I'm not judging because when you judge something, you don't know the content. You don't know the distance. If it's 10 feet from that wall and you say, tell me how much. I said, I can't tell you because I don't have the tape measure because I can judge and say, "Mm, maybe it's nine feet uh, and a half. But when you have the ruler, the tape measure in your hand, you know. So the tape measure being scripture, the right way, and what resonates in you and your direct connection to the creator. And when you look at something, you say, hey, this this ain't right. It's not judging when you are standing on the firm foundation that the creator put you on. But that's to blur us. We get pulled in that it's a black president and we focus on that so much, but he's promoting this or that. It's all about distraction and the flip-flopping. Look, you have positivity, negativity. No, no, nothing's neutral. Either you're this or you're that. So if you're neutral, you're just as bad as being negative because you can't make up your damn mind. Exactly. And so that's when I tell people, I say, listen, I don't have respect for these people because of what they have done to society in a whole. Mm-hmm. They have destroyed the human race. They have destroyed the human race. And when we look at it, if we if we are true and honest true. to ourselves, why in the 21st century are we suffering from so much of deficit? Why are we why are we such in a such deficit in every way that you in can imagine? Way. Right. Okay? The family, the, 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 the structure of society is the mm. family. And there is no family structure, there's very limited, I should say. Family structure right. in this world that we're living in. It is a it is it is a sign to show you how rapid this this, this system is falling mm-hmm. down. And and to show you that is not just a one country state of mind. It's all over the it's world. It's a worldwide state of mind that this is happening. So what I'm saying is because the fact is that white supremacy controls every country in the world. Mm-hmm. Whether we like it or whether we want to believe it, yes or no. They control every country. You look at Africa. Oh, Africa God. is controlled by England, Germany, France, uh, um, Belgium, right? Belgium, Belgium. Mm-hmm. and um, and a few others. Right. Okay. Everything in Africa, every every president in Africa, is all controlled by one of those entities. Yeah. So That's sad. And the largest continent in the world. Mm. Okay? Every Caribbean island. Even down there. Is controlled by white supremacy. 
They're either <laughs> under the United States or they're under Britain. Right. And it's just like when Jamaica technically got their independence in 1962, they were almost like that slave that when slavery was uh, deemed over, the slave said, yeah, we're, we're going to, wow, we're free. Master's sitting there and they walk off the plantation and say, wait a second, I'm getting hungry. What are we going to do? They turned around and went back to work on those same plantations and suffered more because they had the nerve to walk off. So, I got Jamaican blood in me. We got two wonderful Jamaicans here. I'm a Jamaican. But look that Jamaica couldn't go too far with, with its independence. It's still controlled. Even the products that they have come down from Britain. You look at the soap. You look at this. You look at that. It's like, wait a second. You have all of this and you're a tourist destination for the whole world. And such influence through the cre creativity Bob Marley, for example, and so many others. Such a small physical place that have so much dominance in so many areas, bauxite, and many other things. But yet it's controlled, and others are coming in yeah. and exploiting. But, 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 but the structure of Jamaica, us, the family, we're caught up with the whole European and American culture, and that's breaking down the family. So now, I hate to say it this way, you got more Bati Boy down there than anything else. We have the guy, uh, uh, Walter Lee Hampton. He's a gay gentleman who does speak a lot of sense in many areas. And I listen to him as I have to listen to many points of view to do what I do. And he couldn't believe it. He said, I went down to Jamaica last month. And his face being very popular... Because he speaks a lot of stuff on It's not just a gay thing with him. He talks a lot of sense. I will say that in his behalf. He's not a narrow-minded person where it's just about that. But he said so many people knew because he put it out there on social media. So many men were reaching out to him on Facebook. He didn't even put it on Facebook. But they found him. And they have these apps. These hookup apps. Not just in Jamaica, but all over the world, where if you happen to drop down on a plane and you don't know anybody in that town, you go on the app and you say, I'm here, I'm whatever, I'm six foot two and so on. Here's a photo of me. And all of a sudden, bing, 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 bing. Get all these men. Hey, I'm free. Come see me. He couldn't believe how many different parishes were in Jamaica. You're not going to really know as an American unless you study this thing. But he learned it because in every single parish in Jamaica, there were several dudes hitting them up. Yeah. So this thing has permeated. Now you as a proud Jamaican, and we have some people who are pr pr they have pride, but also too, you know, you're not looking to bring harm to anybody. But we know how many feel, and I can't condone killing somebody, but it has always been this way. Boom, boom, buying the body boy, Ed. We're not condoning that. But that's the culture that comes part, that, that's part of the culture. That in the past we knew, oh, we can't go down there. They'll stone us to death. But it's there. All I'm saying is that part of the breakdown of the family, our following of white supremacy, like you say, which is the truth, Keston, it, all of these factors erode us. And you say, we're building this house on a foundation that's not solid. And then we turn around and hope that, well, let's pray that 
We maintain this. Who are you praying to? Because the one that you think you're praying to, he ain't condoning a lot of things. And that goes for beating on your wife. That goes for as a man not being responsible with your money and you spending it all at the liquor store and a titty bar before you come home. We know that. We're not bashing any one person because like you say, Brother Keston, we got to look within ourselves. And when we look within ourselves, we have to find certain things. And this is why we're so addicted to all the ratchet stuff online. I know grown people who they're flying home to get home in front of YouTube to watch the misery of other people because they love to drown themselves out with that externally because they don't want to look inside. I love it when I can get a good meal at Mrs. Scurve's kitchen and go in the backyard all up under the bushes and pull out the chairs and pull off all my clothes and just Lay out there, me and God. A wasp that I'm a little scared of sometimes. I'm so centered. It may fly by me on my leg. I'm like, he's not going to bite me. I'm not even going to be afraid because I'm, I'm in connection. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing, you know, when, it, when you start having true connection with the creation, one of the other things that you're going to have, and when you have that connection with your creator, you're not going to be afraid of these animals or, right. you know, even, you know, frogs. I never used to like, I never used to like these <laughs> things. But, but I'll be honest with you, the more that I, right. that I do what I do and the more that I vibe this way, the more that I eat this way, right. I find that these things, you know, they don't pose a problem to me. You know, I can easily pick them up and put them out of dangerous way. Right, right. What, I, what I'm saying is that one time, you know, I would think twice about these things. But what I'm saying is that mm -hmm. you start to connect with the creation because you have a connection with the creator. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's supposed to be. We're supposed to protect the creation. Yes. We're supposed to look after it, not destroy it. We don't kill, we don't kill, you know, we don't kill any creature unless it's necessary that's right you see and and that's what because what these these things they can sense a vibration if you're afraid of them they know you see the connection is there it's only the problem is not with them the problem is with us <laughs> that's right that's right that's you right see, you see the reality is that's but right. what i'm saying is that the reason why they defend themselves because they can sense there's a there's danger from us to them. That's right. You see, That's God right. have to put that protection mechanism in Inside, them. Yeah, because they know we we are going to. They can sense that we will destroy them. That's right. You see, but because they are in tune with their Creator. For instance, I give you this instance. Mm -hmm. When the tsunami came, it was going to come over there in Asia. All these Ooh, animals, yeah. okay. Yeah. All these animals, they just left mm. and went up to the mountains. That should tell you something mm. right there. Okay, they just, what I'm saying is, again, because the people are not in connection. They are not in tune with their, with their creator. Mm. So they can't see that because they are distracted by all of this light and all of this glitter and the glamour mm -hmm. and all of the things that we think we need. And so the fact is that if we were paying attention to the true vibration, mm -hmm. many people' life would be spared. Our yes. most people' life would be spared on so many levels. You see, and so again, we as a people, you know, sometimes, all right, when your inner person start to talk to you, sometimes you might say, you know, I'm going here, and the inner person said, "Don't go." I was going to bring that up. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. 
and you and and think about this seriously when you follow that inner person and you stay here okay nothing happen ah but if you go against that inner person and i'm going to tell you of a personal experience that happened to me this happened to me in real life i remember one time a friend of mine i was home sleeping i was i was out from work that day and i decided mm-hmm. i was not going to go anywhere under any circumstances <laughs> right okay so this friend of mine came and he knocked at the door early in the morning and he says to me, I opened the door and, I, and he says, man, I guess that I'm late for work. I missed my bus and I, I, you got to help me, man. I said, I said, Ian, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere today. Right. And he begged and he pleaded and he begged and he pleaded and he begged and my spirit said, don't go anywhere. <laughs> and he begged and he pleaded and he begged and he pleaded and I said, okay. Mm-hmm. I took him to work. On my way back home, I mean, I had an accident. I couldn't even tell you how it happened. Wow. I couldn't even tell you how it happened. That's the way it is. But what I'm saying is, and that's why we need to become in tune with Mm -hmm. ourselves. And with the most important of all, we need to be in tune with the Creator. Mm -hmm. Our spirit and His spirit need to be intertwined. Mm -hmm. That's why I said, we have to turn off all these devices and start to listen to the yeah. true sounds of nature. That's right. That is the true and the real vibration because these creatures, animals, birds, they have a true vibration with the creator. You and they feed us and they bring us into tune. But give you this. Do you ever see some people, they can reach out their hand and a bird will fly and, and pitch but on yeah. their hand? Mm-hmm. Do, do you know that that is not a trick? It is because that bird can sense that that person will not harm them. They have a true vibration mm-hmm. with the creation. It's true. It's true. Okay? They, I'm not talking about the people who train a bird. No, no. Right, right. There's people that actually can go out there and these animals will yeah. come to them. That's right. And it's normal for them. It's no big right. thing for them. And yeah. they're looking at you amazed. Why are you amazed? Because this is something normal for me. But, but that's what I'm saying. So they, mm-hmm. are, they are connected with the creation but they first of all they are connected with the creator. Mm-hmm. Wow. See? Mm. So <laughs> when again it go it go back, and that's why if you think about it, for instance, in Africa before white supremacy come in, the people didn't have a problem with the with the creation. When white supremacy come in, you hear we start talking about all these animals are being extinct and all these different things. Because yeah. it's a destructive force that has come. Yes. You ever think about all these species of animal right here in America that's been wiped out? Gone. No way to go. Because a destructive force has taken over. Mm. You see, so what is happening now, and, and we have to realize this, Throughout all of this time when God allowed white supremacy to rule, when he said, let it be, mm-hmm. because it was necessary for him to let it be, because some of us will question why God had to do No. God knows what is best. best. And sometimes he has to remove himself and allow us to feel the punishment. Yes. Because that's the only way we're going to come to our true sense. Like that parent who lets the child go out into right. the world prematurely without. Exactly. And they realize they got to come back because, to. Because you know why? That's he, right. As, as our true father, he had he done his job 
perfectly. That's right. So it's up to us to do the rest. That's right. You see, so that's where we need to realize and we need to come back to center. It is very, very important that we realize these things. What this has done to us, white supremacy is destroying the family, it is destroying the creation, it is destroying everything that is good. That's right. It is nothing but a destructive force. It is a, it's a tool of the devil. And this mm-hmm. tool is destroying mankind. And if we as a people don't wake up and realize what this, this tool is doing, this, this devil is doing, we are in big trouble. Mm-hmm. We are in big trouble. So mm-hmm. we have to realize that white supremacy is destroying mankind. And if you are out there, any one of us as mankind who realize that we need to examine self, mm-hmm. we need to examine our family, mm-hmm. we need to examine all of these important factors, and we have to come to consensus and realize that we have a job to do. Mm-hmm. And the job start with us individually. You see, so we have to stand up, we have to work hard, And we have to put in all of the necessary, we have to bring everything that is necessary to the fort to bring this under control. Because if we don't, because if you're not honest with yourself and Mm -hmm. I'm not honest with myself, then we can't be honest with God, first of all, and we can't be honest Mm -hmm. with anybody else. Mm -hmm. So we have to do that self-examination. Every day, we have to examine. We have to look within ourselves and say, you know what? How can I make myself better? How can I make myself more prepared mm-hmm. to help my brothers and sisters to come out of the situation that they are in, right. that they can come full center with their creator? That's right. You see, we have to get out of these bad habits that we have been taught. Mm-hmm. The food habit that is destroying us. Don't get wider. Okay? Right. We have to come to, again, full center and realize, right. okay, you know, go, get to the point where you start looking to yourself and say, you know what? I feel good. You can feel good. All of us can feel good, but we have to. This is people say it's a sacrifice. No, mm-hmm. it's not a sacrifice. It's a lifestyle change for your benefit. Mm-hmm. And if I, if and this is what I say to people, if somebody come to you and say, you know, I'm gonna give you two million dollars, three million dollars, or five million dollars, just change your eating habit. They will do it in a heartbeat. Okay, they will do it in a heartbeat for the money. Right. Because it's instant gratification. But down the road, okay. trust me. But. No, but what I'm saying is that it's going to come back on them. Okay? Mm-hmm. My point is this. <laughs> For your personal health and well-being. Yes. To be 50 years old or 60 years old, 70 years old, 80 years old, and not feeling the pain. Mm-hmm. Okay? The joint pains and all these different pains that you hear people, these older people say they're feeling yeah. when they reach that age. Okay? I knew I knew of a gentleman. I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you this. A gentleman. He... They, well, I know more than one. Right. Okay. One of them is, I think, he's ninety-seven right now. Okay, and he's he's in Jamaica and he's still going to the fields. I mean, he move around better than a lot of young people. Right. But the reality is, is is eating is one of the thing. His diet. Mm-hmm. I know of another gentleman. I mean, he was um, when he died, he was one hundred and seven. Mm-hmm. But I remember when he was. Um, I think he was close to 100, like 98 years old. One of his sons came to Jamaica who live in, 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 in New York. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, 
one morning he came out with a bag of pills, you know, to take. You know, they was sitting out on his porch <laughs> talking, and and he saying he said to him, um, the father said to the son, "What is all that you taking?" Right, right, right. And so he's telling him he's taking pill for this, he's taking pill for that. He said, "Listen, I'm pretty much almost twice your age, right? And I'm not taking not even one, right? And you're taking all of this." Yeah. Wow. <laughs> See, so what I'm saying is that people say. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's, it's a fact of life that when you get older, you're going to feel pain. It's not true. Mm-hmm. The fact is that is that what we're eating, eating yeah. is causing those joint pains that we feel right. because of all of the mucus and the pus the that is building up in our system. Meat. That's right. You, when you think about, I remember when Dr. Sebi was was seventy something years old. He he just he was doing his um he doing these demonstration where he was there and giving a lecture and he just dropped on his knees and he said, "I don't feel no pain." Right. I don't feel no pain because the fact is that you're supposed to be able to do these things. That's right. Okay. You're supposed to be able to to die in your sleep at peace without feeling pain. That's right. Okay. So what what people come up with these things to make you feel like it is necessary or oh, well, you're getting older. You're supposed to feel no. You're supposed to. Sickness but, is not know, normal. But even when we were growing up, look at somebody like um uh, somebody like Uncle Dan. Right. And he had problem with his feet. But I mean he mo- he moved fast. I, I mean you remember <laughs> he used to move so fast. It's unbelievable. And when you see these older people moving like that but it's the kind of food that they were eating because they were eating food out the ground. Right. You know, and it wasn't going all out. It was not like all these people, they have to have mm. this and they have to have that. Right. And, and that's what happened now, like a place in the Caribbean where these people Live have foods. all these fast food. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. like yeah. Burger King yeah. And, yeah. and all the fried chicken and all that yeah. stuff. And, and nobody doesn't want to cook anymore. And how we grew up in the country, we have to cook every day. And even people that was in the city, they were cooking all yeah. the time. You see, they yeah. go to the market. Every day they'll go to the market on the street and buy like green bananas, yam, whatever, and you cook. You know, mm-hmm. if it's called yeah. whatever. And but the way we grow up and the way we grow, even me, I come here. I teach my kids them the same way that I grow up, mm-hmm. and uh, the kind of food that we eat. I right. feed them that same kind of food. And even as you were talking about giving the kids them all this stuff, thank God my kids them wasn't like that. They didn't say, "Oh, give me a hundred dollar sneakers." If I if I can afford a twenty dollar sneakers. My kids, they were happy with it. They they feel good. They were laughing. They were happy. They have mm-hmm. a new pair of sneakers, right. even though it was twenty dollars. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. And and that's how we we need to learn our kids them how to satisfy, and not to look on others out there. I, I don't care if they wear a thousand dollar pair of sneakers. That's that's okay. You satisfy with what your parents can afford to give to you. And if we as black people teach our kids them that way, trust me, we'll be better off. You trust me. You have some of these white people. They have a lot of money. But they are mm-hmm. not going out there to spend a thousand or a hundred dollar on a pair of sneakers to give them. Let me tell you something. Some of these kids have a ripped up, tear up sneakers going to yeah. school, mm-hmm. and they don't cry. They don't worry about right. it. Right. Why we have to worry about these things? That if we don't have that and have this, and in our little kids, I look at these little girls going to school, maybe seven, eight, nine, ten years old, long weave, long braids, oh, and they hear why? Why can't we grow them to have grow their natural hair? And you listen. That's a when mental sickness daughter, when, to wear somebody else's DNA yeah, on your head. Yeah, but when my daughter was young, and I wash her hair every weekend, and I comb it nice for her to go to school, what is wrong with that? And nothing wrong with that, but we just we just want to fall into place with everybody else. But we feel inferior. Else, I remember growing up, it's so funny because we had a lot of, I grew up with a lot of 
families from the South. Because back in the 30s and 40s and 50s, there was a mass migration of Southern families to the North because of racism down here and the job opportunities in the North at that time. Detroit was booming with the cars, mm-hmm. the big three, New York City, New York Philadelphia, you know, Chicago. So a lot of Southern families moved up and they were relatively young. I mean, I was a kid, but they were in their 30s and their 40s and their 50s. So I understand a lot of the Southern mentality, but it was so funny because we also had a migration of many folks from the Caribbean, like with my father, my aunts and uncles, they moved up. So we have a clash, not a cl- clash where they were against each other, but it was a blending. So being up in New York with all of these different cultures and different mentalities there, I understood, but it was so funny because we'd have those folks from Jamaica and other islands, but let's just pick Jamaica. They would come for the summer or for a time, for a holiday season, right? And if it was the summer, they would come up and say there was a young lady who came from, she might've been 14, 15 years old and never touched fast food, Right. And then I'm not throwing off of my Southern brothers and sisters. Right. But you'd see the the girls. And I was this was in front of my house one time and I'm looking out. They didn't know because we had some hedges and a little Jamaican girl. She was out there and she was just eh, playing with some little ball or something. You know how youngsters kind of get near each other and they look at each other and they gravitate. And I remember this uh, four or five Southern girls that well, no, they weren't Southern. They were kids of Southern parents, but they had everything about that, you know, they still took to what their parents were. So they walked up and they were looking, they were talking amongst each other. And the Jamaican girl was over there and she was looking like, yeah, how you doing? And they, and they were going to get together and start playing. They got along well. There was no venom. But the Southern kids went up and one of the girls came and she said, how you look like that? <laughs> Why you look like that? And so the Jamaican said, girl said, look like what? You look like a doll. And they're looking and they looked at the little waistline and they looked at their fat pork filled waistline, <laughs> you know, and they bloated with Kool-Aid and I'm not putting them down, but this is what it was. The Jamaican girl didn't touch any of that food. And so when it came time for the games that they made up, the Jamaican girl stayed out there and all she wanted to do was sip a little water from the hose because we do that. You know, there's a neighbor's, can I have a little drink of water? But the other kids kept coming, I'm going to the house and get more cookies. Oh, mama made some lunch. You you want you want a sandwich? And she's like, well, what kind of sandwich? Bacon on white bread. We put some salt on it. It's good with some Kool-Aid. Like, wow. You see what I mean? This doesn't mean that it's always like that. But this was an example. And I understood. Because I understood that way of upbringing. My father, my mother. My mother wasn't that ignorant, y'all. But um, I understand it. And, and it stands to the day that if we can go back to the ways, it's not saying the Jamaicans over the American or the Southern whatever, but if we can go back to our ways, which that young Jamaican girl was closer and was reared a certain way where she had her beauty, her natural beauty. I was her age. It was no lust thing. I'm looking at her I'm like, wow, she's really beautiful. And you look and you see how you're supposed to develop. But then again, now, like you said, we have little kids with weaves and patting their head because of weave itches. These are not things that shouldn't be, Right. They should be more concerned about what's inside the head mm-hmm. exactly. than what's on top of the head. Exactly. And so, again, we're living in a system. And like I said, you know, when you look at how women dress today, oh, how man. they behave, how they conduct themselves. Okay. And, and, and again, we have to go back to the family structure. If mm-hmm. I have a daughter and she's going to school, my daughter cannot dress like a grown woman going to school. Mm-hmm. Because, you see, that's a distraction for other kids. That's a distraction for the teacher. All of those things, and sometimes we bring things on ourselves yes. that is 
it is, you know, look, it's easy. Look, all of us can say you have your right. She have a right. I have my right. Everybody have the right. But what we don't realize that our right is always encroaching upon others' rights. Mm -hmm. See? So again, it's about balance. It's about balance. Mm -hmm. So when we find balance, we're going to come back to center. That's right. Okay? Because the creator is about center. Mm -hmm. Because it's true balance in the center. Right. See, if you look at the, the round you heard, talk about the center, it's balance. Mm -hmm. If you look at creation, you look at all the planet, everything is in perfect balance. It's in perfect order. And working together. Right. And so again, that is what we as humans supposed to be. Because we are our brother's keeper. We are our sister's keeper. Mm -hmm. All of us are supposed to look after each other. To make sure that we are all in the center. That's right. And so when we are in the center, then everything flows out from the center. That's right. Okay? Balance is maintained. You see? And that's what we need. But we live in a system where there is no balance. Mm -hmm. Okay? We are living in a system that they, all they believe in is the greed and the, and the, and the, and the, and the oppression and all of mm -hmm. the problems that we are seeing facing society and continue mm -hmm. to destroy society is because we have no balance. That's right. The people that are running the society, they are on the satanic side of things because Satan is about unbalance. Mm -hmm. His scale cannot tip. It, it only can tip to the right or to the left. left. Yeah. It cannot be balanced. Great analogy. Okay? That scale have no center. The creator scale is fully balanced. Can never be that's pulled off balance. That's, but you look at the hurt, it's not out of balance. Nothing that he makes is out of balance. Right. The only thing that is out of balance is the human. And why the human is human race is out of balance is because the Satan come in and the humans go on his side of the mm -hmm. scale and guess what? You see the scale? Yes. Is either to the far right or to the far left. And our own free will that was given to us, we 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 show what we're made of. Exactly. There if, you if, go. If I give you a thousand dollars and give her a thousand well you both of your budget real well. I can't even use you all for an example. But if you give one person who doesn't have any sense of the value of money a thousand dollars and you give the next person who doesn't have the sense, guess what? That person who doesn't have that sense of ba to balance the budget and spend wisely will be asking that one who does for a loan. You see what I mean? But but yeah. But, but there you go. You see, so we have to realize that mm -hmm. we have to look at these things and we have to say, okay, how do I get right with myself? You get right with yourself because you have to go to the Creator and ask Him that question. Yes. And he, if you're sincere, if you're genuine, mm -hmm. he will come in. Because he's not anywhere. He's right there. Right. You just have to let him come out. That's right. That's right. See, people, God is not far from any one of us because he's never left. <laughs> we broke our connection to him. We are the one that walk away. Okay? Beautiful. But because instead of we allow the God within us to come out, we allow the devil within us to come out. So we are on the other the scale that is always tipping to the right or to the left, not center. Mm. So if we have the creator 
within us, our skill will always be balanced. Always. You see? Now, we, remember, we, we're, we're not perfect. Mm-mm. Okay? Mm-mm. But the reality is, even though we are not perfect, we can be balanced. And we can always be better. Strive right. to be better. So, because that's what you're going to do every day yeah. now. Because you are balanced. What it really work? Whatever you do, you're gonna find balance in every if, area of your if, life. Right, because if you tell if if I tell you, Lance, I'm gonna come to see you at 10 a.m. I'm going to be there, mm-hmm. not at 10, but five to 10 or 10 to 10. <laughs> right. I'm going to be there because again, I respect your time mm-hmm. because I have to because yes. again, it shows balance on my part, and yours has to be respected also. Right. Yeah. So again. If we do that, if all of us do these t- simple things, mm-hmm. we have to start from the basic. Okay, we don't we, we don't build a house again from the roof down. We right. have to build Strong from the foundation. foundation. Up. This That's is right. the most important thing: is the foundation. Yes, we got to lay the steel. We got to make sure there's a lot of steel inside of the foundation, mm-hmm. and we got to make sure that that the concrete that is of good quality that we pour. Right. Okay. Right. And so again, that is the God way of doing things. Mm-hmm. That means we bring God into everything. So we're going to yeah. have the right size rebar. We're going to have the right kind of concrete laying right. down because we bring God into everything. And when we bring God into everything, we must find balance and we must find center. So our family is going to be of a strong stru- structure. Yes. So again, we need to stop looking to westernization to create a strong family because that is it's never not, going to be the case. It's against the strong family. Okay? So the reality is now we have to go back to where we are coming from. And that's yes. why I tell people it's important that we have knowledge of self. Mm-hmm. We have knowledge of our nation that mm-hmm. we come out of. And when we get those things, then we are going to see that, yes, this is the right way of doing things. And our life must get better. It has to. As family, as people, community. as a nation, right. as a community. We must get better. And then our life will transition mm-hmm. to the next level. Has to. And that's a gift. You see, exactly. But it's something that we have but, to do. But it takes work. Yes. You see, and that's the part, again, when, you know, we talked the other day about choosing the path of least resistance. And choosing the path of least resistance affects every aspect of our, of our life. Mm. Because when it comes to the building family and family structure, it's never easy. No, it's when not. it comes to building up a community and building up a nation and building up a society, it's never easy. It takes work. And you have to be willing to work because each and every one of us, if we are honest with ourselves, mm-hmm. in order for God to create the world mm-hmm. and create the universe, it takes work. It does. So God have no laziness within him. Right. And so if we find ourselves that we are being lazy, then that That's God right. is not in us. It's not in us. If God is in us, then we are going to be productive people. All the time. You see? So we can't be afraid of hard work. work. Sacrifice. When people start telling you that they don't like hard work, they have an issue with God. <laughs> there you go. You see? Because that's the devil. The devil, and I'm going to show you why. Mm-hmm. The devil look at God's creation and wanted it for himself. He did not create it and could not create it and will never be able to create it. <laughs> right, right. So the point, what I'm saying is that we should not be afraid of hard work. It's a guarantee. We must imitate our creator. Yes. And become like him. Yes. Not like the one who wants what was created. 
for himself Beautiful. that had no doing in it. Instead of appreciating the creator and being inspired by it. Right. He wanted all of this. It's just like people, oh, when I win the lottery. See? The same principle apply. If you hear me say that, smack me. You see? Hard work when you see the result. You know when I do a job like I tell people? I don't worry about the money. People will say, that, that's crazy. <laughs> but you know my satisfaction? Right. When I see that look on my customer face. Ooh. Yeah. Okay? And my customer look at me and say, you know what? I'm so happy with this. Yes. I, you, you, you passed my expectation. Okay, because my reality is this. You see, when I get the customer to that point, guess what? They have no hesitation in paying me. <laughs> they want to throw money at you. you. See, Over and above. The, the point is yeah. that they, they, they don't think like, oh man, you know, I give this, I pay this guy all of this and, 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 and I'm not happy, I'm not satisfied. No, we need to, when we do our job, whatever it is our yes. job that we're doing, yes. we're supposed to give 101%. Like Jesus says, if one impose on you to go a mile, go two miles. That's right. Okay? So the reality is we have to put ourselves in line. Mm. And that is the blessing. That is my blessing. That is my satisfaction. Payment for me, for what I do, mm -hmm. is my bonus. Right. That's a good but, way to look at but it. But my customer satisfaction succeeds all of that. Mm-hmm. And so I have to look to elevate myself in what I do every day wow. in order to make sure that I am keeping this because that's how I continue to strive. Yes. You and see, to be blessed. I am trying to imitate my creator. Mm. Mm. See, and that's what we're supposed to do. We might not love our job, but we can learn to like it. And we do can, our best. We, we can do the best that we can make people you know what no matter what people make them always make them always say you know what this person here mm -hmm. I didn't even know if they didn't love this job because they did it so well right you see right. so when you walk away leave nothing but good in people's mouth they might not like you right exactly but they're always gonna have good to say about you because of the way that you do your job that's right whatever it may be you see because you made a point you made a decision to take that job. So That's you right. should carry it out and carry it out to the best of your ability. Yes. So if, if you do your job well, when you go, if you go and do a business for yourself, mm -hmm. you're going to carry the same thing to that business that you do for yourself. You have to, or you won't you survive. See? Right. So you have to be willing to put in the time, the sacrifices, and all the different things that you want to place there, I call them. And that's a joy. Exactly. That's a joy when you're passionate about the satisfaction right. of your customer, the standard that you have. Yes. And what your name means, not on the ego-based level, but if Kester's doing this job, I know he's doing it to the best of his ability, and he's going to go and go and go until it goes past my expectations. And there's no question about it. And like you say, you don't have to advertise. You see? You don't have to put, please, come, I do this, whatever. You do what you do what you do so well. In the beginning, it might start off small because or slower because the people don't know. But there's excellence next to your name and people know exactly what they're getting. See, so I do the same thing and you've helped me to see that even more so. And, and even Mrs. Skurve, anything she does, she really goes at it. And so that's in you. That's in your family. That's in your upbringing. You know, as you mentioned that, <laughs> I remember, you know, when I was 
<laughs> Give us some of them old good stories. When I, when I, was, <laughs> when I was young, you know, my, my mom used to make me wash my clothes. You know, so <laughs> oh, I she mean, already know. You already know I, that. I remember one day I washed the clothes, you know, so my mother should come and take them up and hold them up and examine. Oh, man. <laughs> so, so she... <laughs> When she examined the shirt, you know, right. and they call ring around the collar. Right, right, right. And she take it up and she still see, you know, that the some of it is still the there. She, she said, she take it and she throw it back into the, into the oh, wash pan and say, listen, you haven't begin to wash this. Wow. Clothes. You know, but what, what, what but what, it made what, you, but, but yeah, those are the things that for me, you know, I laugh about them now. Right. I, I wasn't pleased about it then, <laughs> but it, 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 it gives you a standard. <laughs> right. It gives you a standard. That's right. So when, I look back at that right now. I can say to myself, I know where I get the, 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 the standard and the principle that I go by because you had to do it right. Right. If you wash the dishes and they wasn't clean, <laughs> you're going to have to wash them over again. <laughs> so when you learn those things, you know, what it does, it fortifies you. Yes. Okay. And, and you take that with you in your life. So whatever you do, you, you're going to do it to the, to the best of your ability because you realize that there's one way to do things and it's the right way. That's right. And so, you know, people is always going to be pleased with what you do for them because mm-hmm. you are carrying that same thing with you. And that's why I say it's important that mm-hmm. parents train their children in these things. Okay, it's important. And that's a very, good thing. Very, very important. And let me just interject that the title of the show, which I made up with you, we vibed on it. Brother Keston, how early childhood family issues affect our adult life. Now, this wasn't an issue. But the ring around the collar and the striving for excellence and her throwing it back told you, you go over this thing until it's perfect, right. which we know there's no perfect. There'd be a speck of something left in there, right? right? But undetectable to the eye. So even then, that affected you from early childhood, from how you carry yourself in, as an adult in business and everything and every facet of your life and how you, how you deal with it. So it's not all negative. So parents understand, uh, caretakers, aunts, grandparents, Folks, whoever it is raising the children, everything you do affects them for the good or for the bad. Let it be for the good. They might not like it. I, I could imagine the look on your face when it was held up. Right? <laughs> You're laughing at it now. But you know what, though? That's such a sweet story to you now that I don't believe believe there's a day that goes by where you don't let that affect you. So that's a good thing. Well, well you know, and, and that's what I'm saying. Right. Because, you know, in my work, you know, people are saying, you know, sometimes my customer likes me. Is this the best best waterfall you ever built? And I and I will say to them, I said, no. You see, the thing is that I right. say I'll be honest with you. Right. From every job that I do, I take something away. I said, you know what? I am my worst critic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I'm always gonna look at my work, even though I'm I'm happy with it. I'm always gonna look at my work and I'm gonna say to myself, um, you know, what can I do to make the other job better than this one? Right. When I stop saying that, I need to quit what I do. Yeah. Because the reality is that whenever, you know, because people will look at, look at and say, hey, you are the best at what you do. Mm-hmm. And I will say to them, no, I'm not the best. And the day that I feel that I'm the best, then I'm finished. Right. The reality is that if we are striving to please our creator, no matter how long we live, we are always going to be transitioning to be better. Mm-hmm. And... The more we do what we do and we transition, the more pleased the Creator will come with us because we are, we are emulating Him. Mm-hmm. You see, we are striving to be like Him because we have four dominant qualities. The four dominant qualities that we have 
that no other creatures on earth does not have. Mm -hmm. Okay? Where people understand the God within us. We have the power. We have wisdom, love, knowledge, wisdom. Mm -hmm. Okay? Wisdom, knowledge, power, love, and justice. These mm -hmm. qualities of the creator that we have. Yes. Okay, a bull has power, but he doesn't have wisdom in how to use it. He can't love you. A dog can't love you. Mm -hmm. People say their dog loves them, but your dog does not love you. <laughs> that, you know, we got right. to be for real. Right. Okay? But we have these dominant qualities of the creator. We can exercise justice, mm -hmm. which no other animal on earth cannot do. That's true. We can choose who we love and who we don't. That's right. No other animal on earth cannot do that. You see? We can display wisdom. Mm-hmm. Knowledge, animals does not have that mm -hmm. knowledge. They don't know how to display. You see, yeah. they go by instinct. They are instinctively wise. Right. Okay? But we have that wisdom, the qualities of the creator. That's true. So we have power, wisdom, we have knowledge, mm -hmm. love, and we have justice. Hmm. See, and, and this is what the standard for us is high. There's a responsibility right. to have those qualities. There you go. So, so again, we, that is what makes us distinguish from all animals. We are created more unique than any animal, but that is what truly distinguishes us. Because you and I can sit down here, and a person can bring a case to us, like in the case of King Solomon, when when these two women bring a case to him about. This woman saying, okay, they had two babies. Mm -hmm. One of them slept on, on, on her baby and killed the baby. Mm -hmm. Then she wake up in the middle of the night and took the other woman, live baby, and put the dead baby under her. Right. And when the case went to King Solomon, okay, and the idea going back and forth, and Solomon listened to both of them tell right. their story, and they, here's it now when Solomon says, to them. He says, okay, here is my judgment. He says, call one of his, his officer with a sword. And he says, take the sword and cut the live baby into, into two and give one half to yeah, one yeah. and another half to the other one. Right, okay? right. The woman that is the true mother of that live baby said, no, give it to her. And then Solomon says, no, give it to her. The right. baby belonged to her. So that's the what I'm talking about. Right. The wisdom. Through justice. Slick. Yeah. Okay. He had all those qualities within himself. So he was able to judge that case righteously, exactly. not by emotion. That's right. No other animal could do that. Could do that. Yeah. Okay. If, if, if a cow lay down and the other cow, the two cows, you know, one of the main cow can say, hey, you know, <laughs> the, the, you follow what right, I'm saying? Right. Right. So we have to be honest with ourselves. It's true. You see, so we have, we, we, we far surpass the animals. But yet and still, we have no excuse to act like animals with those qualities that we have on the inside. There, there, there you go. And um, because of that, the level of animal that we act is far below the actual animals because they have an excuse to even act the way they could, but they don't. There's still order in the so-called animal kingdom. Right, but this is because God made them instinctively wise. Right. See, but we we'll see, see, we have the wisdom, but 
we've walked away from being instinctively wise with the wisdom we already have in us. It's like a look, none of this would work without electricity. This is go. this was created to be based on electricity, the computers, the lights, the the gadgets, the equipment, all the stuff. You remove that, it's useless. Easy. So by removing that instinctive wisdom that we have the justice, we have the power, we have the wisdom and the knowledge, but we can't breathe life into it if we don't have the connection to God. Right. You see what I mean? Yeah. And, and and now we're far below the animal kingdom because they have order and we don't. Right. You see, so that's why, again, we can learn something from the animal. And Solomon also says, he says, go to the ants, you lazy one, and, and look at his ways and see it. See that how, how wise are their ways because they have no commander and they have no leader. Mm -hmm. Okay? But look how they do things. See, the reality, again, we can learn from them. Yes. Because God has put them here for a reason. And so, again, as family, this is what we need to do. We mm -hmm. have to come back to center. Mm -hmm. We have to allow God's way mm -hmm. to be the way it is. This is just like if a wife would look at a husband and say, well, I don't like the way your headship is. No, you need to go to God. Don't go to your husband because right. God is the one who put him in charge. Mm -hmm. So the thing is that if you have a quarrel, you're quarreling with God. Because you, you see, go. the thing is that a lot of women, if, if man were, you know, if, if we were in that position, we would do things better. No, you wouldn't. Right. God, you, so you see, you see, let me tell you, you see how subtle the devil can be. When, when you hear women say, if we were in charge, things would be better. No, you're wrong. Right. Because the right. fact is that God knows what is best. That's right. So anytime you start to saying that you're questioning the grand creator and telling him that he didn't know what he was doing when he put man in charge. Especially the greatest blessing any woman can have is a man that submits to the will of the true God, who wants to submit to the will of the true God. But what I'm saying, it should be That's, it should be a pleasure. But it should again, be a pleasure. But again, it is because of white supremacy. Okay? And if we think, and especially as black people, mm -hmm. if we think black woman has not been under the rule of the black man for hundreds of years. So true. So when they go and start to say these things and describe black men in such derogatory terms as, as often we hear, mm -hmm. and even black men describing black women, we have to be careful. Okay, because we are not doing things the God way. We are doing things white, the ways of white supremacy. Mm -hmm. And that's why we are in the trouble that we are in. That's why our families are in the yes. trouble that they are in. Yes. And so everybody's seen the effects of that. And what I'm saying is as people as a whole, we need to come to grips that's right. and come to reality with the Creator. Hey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey. Did somebody call in? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. yeah am, I, am I on the air? Yeah. Yes, you are. Hi, my name is Chris. Okay. My name is Chris. Okay, yeah, we, we you kind of interrupted the flow, man. There's a way to enter the conversation. But um, what what do you have to say since you're here? Well, pretty much what I have to say is... Uh, okay, I already know what you're going to say, but go ahead and say it, because I got my hand on the X button, but go ahead. We're tuned in. We're all vegans here, and we're spiritually connected. I already know your spirit, but come on and say what you're going to say, my Caucasian brother. Wait, you know what I'm going to say? Yes, we're ahead of you, man. We're connected. What do you mean you know what I'm going to say? You're Esau, man. You came from us. The root always knows what the branch is going to do. We handle you. Okay, so what am I going to say? You came here to disrupt. That's the spirit I sense. No, no, no. Okay, well, what were you going to say? 
I'm going to give you a chance before we continue on this conversation. Do you want me to wait? I'll wait. I'm sorry if I'm interrupting. Okay, no, go, 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 no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so pretty much there are those who suffer psychologically and emotionally from neurological and or genetic deficiencies, right? But this doesn't change anything. Sure, they inherited a bad hand and are not to blame, but no more than the short guy wanting to get a date is to blame for being short. Do you follow? Okay, you're throwing all these words at us, but what is the spirit of what you, what is the ultimate point that you have? Ultimately, my point is based on free will, okay? In relation to what we were speaking to, what is your point? Because we were on a flow. Maybe you didn't understand what this uh, podcast or this live stream was about. But you're coming to us with all the scientific information. But what is the heading of this synopsis that you're bringing to us? Say it again. I'm sorry. You said this was vegan, right? I said we are vegan. What motivated you to pick up the phone and call? I wanted to share my ideas. Okay, in relation to what? The topic of the show or something you heard in the conversation? Um, free will, actually, and I think it can relate to veganism. Okay, well, you, you're grabbing at straws because we're all vegans here, and I mentioned that because we don't have the poison of white supremacy in us, and we don't think a certain way. There's a different vibration going on. You know, so for you to grab at what we said after the fact shows me that you didn't even read the, listen to the title or even listen to the conversation. So therefore, we know that you came to this rut, but you're trying to cover yourself. We're not going to glorify your presence anymore. We're going to lock it up. Have a good time. There's a whole lot of live streams on YouTube. Billions of them. And you can enjoy. But um, take care. You proved our point, And we're going to stay connected. Maybe you'll catch up. Pray and hope you don't get destroyed with the rest of the country. Take care. All right. Anyway, we already know. <laughs> I love it. And they're going to keep trying to call, but we're locked in now. Now, as we were saying, Brother Keston. No, so, <laughs> you know, so we really just have to come back to center. I right. mean, and that's the main thing. Right. Because like I said, as family, as people, as mm -hmm. community, you know, and as a, a, a nation of people, we really have to bring back things to center because the creator wants what is best for us. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we have to go. That's right. You know, and um, in, in this life, just like, um, you know, when people really seeing something that is transpiring and trend and continue to ascend, there's people that is not going to be happy with it. That's right. And so the thing is that we have to also realize those things. Like I said, we're not trying to, to save this whole country because this country cannot be saved. In all truth, if one is honest with himself, it cannot be saved. That's right. Okay. Because it had no foundation. And um, so, therefore, you know, as I said, from all of these things that has happened, and you can show, we can show these things, okay, historically and otherwise, we can show them. They, all the evidence on, is, is there, all the proof mm -hmm. is there, mm -hmm. okay, from all the mass genocide and all these different things, okay, we cannot save this. But we can save our family. We can save individual yes. people, people that wants to, mm -hmm. people that are not trying to prop up the system that is destroying people mm -hmm. you see and so we have to be honest with ourselves first of all to be honest with the creator mm -hmm. and so therefore you know that's what we got to continue to look forward to and that's what i look forward to keep talking to people yes. who are interested about i'm not really I, I don't you know for me personally 
you know, I don't want to waste my time talking to people that really uh, have no interest. Because you see, the thing is that you're only going to be spinning around, spinning around. <laughs> and wasting. And, and wasting precious time. Really. Right. Where you can take that energy, that precious energy for somebody who is right. interested with, you, with what you have to share. Right. Because see, you go out into the world and you have chance a chance to meditate in your work and when you cycle and when you're working in your garden, your yard and relaxing at home and the things that Mrs. Skirt will bring when she's just home and in the garden again and just... You know, if she tells me something and if you come and tell me something, no question, I take it as gospel because I know you connect, we both are connected to the most high. And see, that's why I am so honored for you to, to, to come and want to share with everyone and with myself. It's a lifeline for me because the, the, the worst part of my week is when he walks out that door because it's the longest point between the time we have our other show. You know what I mean? And yes, we communicate all week, but this feeds me and this makes my week go by so smooth because like those Thanksgiving leftovers, I'm just picking from it. Not the turkey or the wisdom. I'm just picking from it and absorbing it. And it's like wonderful. And, and yes, we share as a community, as a family with each other and we keep, the, keep ourselves propped up. And this is why any correction that I might need, please bring it to me. Anybody. I'm not beyond correction. Because I'm going to accept it from you first before this white man law comes in and tries to correct me in a wicked way. I want righteous connection. No matter how severe, whatever you see, say, hey, this is wrong. I'm seeing this. This is. I don't think this is too right. I'm not going to say, what you talking about? Uh, no, my ego is out of it. I'm ready to ascend and go higher. And I want to be ready for the next level. I want to be for the ready for the next level of existence when I throw down my body and I'm perfected, not perfect, but perfected better than when I came in and everything in my path is better in this world than when I came in because I tried to do better. You see? Yeah. You know, and so that's what we, are, we all have to strive to do. So when we ascend to that level, and it's not an individual thing, I mean, mm -hmm. some part of it is individually. Mm -hmm. But we, we want to work together as a community because God wants to save people. And any individual who wants to be a part of his way can be a part of his way. But it's up to you. and It's up to me and it's up to you to help each other mm -hmm. to come to that place where that oneness come in. Because we are... We are there, there is only one race, and it is the human race. Right. Whether we, we want to split them up and do them, all these things are, it's, it's pretty much satanic stuff. Yeah. Okay? Um, so the devil come in, and the devil, you know, do what he did. So we have to take God's side of the issue mm -hmm. and let God work the rest out. Mm -hmm. You know, and so we're going to do it as family, as individual, and as community, and as a nation. On all levels. We're going to do that. That's and, right. Uh, we're going to keep on striving to help each other, and we're going to try right. to uplift each other. And like I tell people, look, my friends are the people who always can look me in the eye and say, look here, you're doing this wrong. Are you doing this right? Are that's you right. doing whatever? And that's what I look forward to, because even though the truth is an offense, it's not a sin. And so the reality is that we have to be able to stand correction. And right. We have to be able to stand people that come to us and give us counsel in, in corrective measure because that is what's going to help us to be better. And we should crave that. You see, and mm -hmm. many of us, we can't really deal with that part mm -hmm. of it, okay? It's not about condemnation because some, 
some counsel is condemnation. It's mm-hmm. to make you feel like you're worthless or you mm-hmm. have no worth. Mm-hmm. We don't want to do that. We want to uplift. We want to we want to build up. We want right. to find where is the problem, what is the cause of the problem, mm-hmm. and then we're going to help to push the person in the right direction. And a solution. Because you see, mm-hmm. when people realize that you're doing this for them and for their benefit, mm-hmm. then they're going to be thankful for that. Yes. So that's what we want to do. Legs getting tangled here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That, that's, that's awesome. And yes, Tiger Lily, a.k.a. Cuz, she said, Brother Keston has the beard of a lion. Go, Lance, no time wasters. Tackle those disruptive, te- disruptive telephone spirits. <laughs> yes, New Funk Soul, thank you for coming on in. Natasha, thank you for coming on in. There's a couple names I forgot over here. My brother from Las Vegas, um, uh, uh, Marcus Hubbard and, and, and Thaddeus Wendell Brown. Um, thank you all. And, and, yes, and Tracy, Tracy, you're right here listening. Thank you so much, Nat Turner. Um, wow, yeah, that name, right? Nat Turner. <laughs> Lovely Manna and Elijah Williams and everybody else who is tuned in and who will tune in. Um, a lot of folks didn't make it because like, we strike like a thief in the night. And so that's why it's going to stay up on YouTube. And if any part of this audio, are we, we, we coming down to a close? Yeah. Don't tell me that. <laughs> like that kid in Walmart, right? Didn't get the toy he wanted, so he threw himself down on the ground. Brother Keston, thank you so much, always. And yes, I'm a man who will look you in the eye, but these lights were killing me, so I'm blinking and I'm trying to... I said, I hope he doesn't think I'm not sincere over here. You all can't see it, but there's all kind of lights if you can see the reflection of my, my glasses on my big dome here. But um, we're going to continue this next week. Of course, the time is not ascertained, but you know it's going to come on the weekend. We thank Brother Keston. We, 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 we wish... But listen, come on, let's, let's, let's bow our head in prayer to the Most High. Right. And I'm just going to say a little prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for Brother Keston. We thank you for Mrs. Skurve. And we thank you for everybody who came onto this program to listen to the wisdom shared. We're all family. We're all connected. And we have a decision that we have to make as we go forward in this life, this limited life, but very precious life and a life that can be full if, if we go about uh, go about it the right way with the right wisdom. So. Let us continue and, and take the wisdom that he shared and go out and, and soak it up and, and bring some of your own because this is, this is a collective. This is a cookout. This is a, this is a righteous hangout. So bring your dishes next week and, and let's share it and let's just thank God and protect us all week to be able to come back to do this again. Anyway, thank you so much. We're going to leave and, um, I might try to steal a little more video in that living room real quick before you go. Like I always do. I got the cameras sitting right there. You all know to download the Landscurve app at the Google Play Store, the Amazon Store, <laughs> and the Apple Store. Hit Landscurve.com, subscribe. Um, yes, it's, subscribe to this channel and just understand we work tirelessly for the righteous thing and we love each other. We love you all and we do this out of love, self, selfish, not selfishly, selflessly with no ego. Anyway, I think I need a nap after this because I'm, I'm slipping up on my words. Hope it's not Alzheimer's. But anyway, we're going to eat good, live good, and be good to each other. And um, stay on point. There's a lot of disruptive people out there that don't want to see us stay on point and do the right thing to each other. As you saw, that was not a person who came in here to add to the conversation. They tried to. You saw what it was. Anyway, let me go. I'm running my mouth, right? Take care, y'all. We love you all. Bye bye. And and Sister Selena, give us a call. All right. (laughs) Take care. (laughs) Bye bye. (laughs) See who's in. Ah. 
we're off the air, Tracy. I just want to say thank you for um being here. Brother Fred, thank you for being here. And um, we're going to have fun this week. I'm going to throw up some live shows and more videos. We've been rocking it and doing the right thing. So we're going to sign off for the phone line, too. And take care. We love you, too. You know that. Bye-bye. Make sure to check out the boldest blog at landscurve.com and follow Scurve on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube under Lance Scurve. Thank you.